and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one, like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Man. I'm, I'm reaching. You're like, oh, see you guys <laughs> later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and guys, this is a good week to be a Halo fan. I gotta say, we just came off of DreamHack. We've got HCS Grassroots Partners announced on this show today. We've got a Face It combined with HCS Tournament coming up in August. What the heck? We got amazing stuff to look forward to. And of course, E3 this weekend. They're just, there's too much to talk about for a one hour podcast, but we're gonna get it all into here on tonight's show. Of course, we have Tashi coming on the show as well to break down all the news. Just a lot of exciting stuff. And we have three grassroots codes giveaway. I saw you guys on the Twitter saying that there weren't enough grassroots codes to give away. So we got three of them this time. All you got to do is type in exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. You can enter yourself in the contest and hopefully you win. And if not, you can just keep trying. Keep coming back every week. We'd love to see you here. Anyway, let's get right into our news. We've got our news, our trick jumps. we got everything before we get into the show. Let's kick it off with Matty Rums from newcombo.com. How's it going, Matty? Hey, what's going on, dude? Not much. You probably have a lot of news to look at this week, or at least big news stories, right? We got some good stuff. Uh, there's some good stuff coming, yeah. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's break it down, Maddie. What do we got? We've got an MCC playlist update. So even before we get to the events, we still have little incremental changes within the games we got to talk about. Yeah, there's still work being done. Uh, the playlist update was small, though. It was a update to the Infection playlist. Um, they added a few game types to, new, to certain maps. They took game types out of maps. Uh, like the brains game type or save one bullet, but uh, nothing huge on the competitive side. Okay. Okay. So just yeah, a little. Just, uh, just the infection playlist. That was all that was changed. Yeah. Perfect. And of course, I mean, considering the stuff we have had over the weekend, not expecting anything substantial. We do have uh, ranked BTB in H5. Yeah. So today started the new uh, arena season in Halo 5, and with that, they uh, put out the ranked BTB playlist. So. Right. Uh, They'll be taking feedback on that to see how it goes. And I'm assuming that's ranked BTB with the BTB refresh combined. So uh, the refresh maps and it's ranked. I, I mean, that's as that's far as I know. Yes, I know they tweaked some of the the maps as far as like weapon time respawns and all that stuff to fit. But uh, yeah. as far as I didn't see anything saying that it wouldn't be. Yeah. on the refresh maps. So, I mean, uh, everything looks better, it plays better, and now you can compete with your friends and, and get some ranks at the same time. So, some great incentive. There we have an MCC development update as well. If you guys didn't already know about this, they have streamed MCC Reach gameplay on PC. There's already a whole one-hour broadcast. You can watch it being played on PC. We are so close to being able to play Reach on our PCs. What are some of these updates here? I know there was apparently like 25 pages worth of stuff, and you just you cut down to the, the most important bits. Uh, if you want to say most important bits, it's still everything I'm going to mention. There's still a lot more. It sure. was like you said, Postums posted a huge update. Right. Uh, but first, the the game will launch with the title update, uh, 1.1 settings, which is uh, there's a modified bloom, uh, the damage bleed, reduced armor lock, reduced active camo updates. Yeah, um, that, that even right there is big. Uh, I think one of the yeah. biggest things we were looking for is if we're going to play competitive Reach, we want the No Bloom version of Reach that was the best version. Well, Modified Bloom is different than the No Bloom. Than the No Bloom? Okay. Yeah. So it's modified not Bloom the, was, yeah, the modified, modified Bloom wasn't, I guess, as big of a bloom, mm -hmm. if you want to say. I think, like, technically they said it was reduced from, like, 100 to 85%. Okay. Something like that. And, like, 
the damage bleed was uh, if you were to get like four shots on a DMR, it would uh, kill, I believe. But okay. the damage bleed was if you did three shots and then a melee, they w- it wouldn't affect their health at all. It would only take down the shield. Mm. So it affects that as well. So a, a lot of tweaking there. I'm sure Tashi can reiterate on this if we do decide yeah. to talk about it as well. But ultimately, it's something that they're continuing to tweak. Uh, and Tashi, I see him shaking his head in the background. He's like, no, yeah, I, I have him up in the top corner. We'll, we'll have him on. We're mostly going to be talking about the amazing event that we got coming up anyway. But they're going to be constantly tweaking this. I know that depending on where you're playing, if you're playing campaign, you're playing multiplayer, you might get a slightly different uh, you know setting there. So we'll, we'll keep uh, in touch with that and make sure we have all the right details for you guys. We have uh, two ranked playlists at launch as well yeah so there would be a hardcore playlist similar to what we see in halo 3 and halo 2 classic right now but then there also will be the no bloom no sprint uh playlist like you mentioned that's, that's with, what uh, i want to see okay yeah that's with the mlg uh version set version okay. 7 settings okay but uh playlists they're gonna have seasons i guess similar to what we're seeing in h5 right now uh and your ranks will reset after each season okay and the game type invasion will also be a competitive playlist Ooh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and they mentioned they had a few interviews with the studios that are working on the game, which were pretty interesting to see. They give a bunch of examples on uh, like just how difficult FOV is. Like people right. think it's just so easy, but there's some few screenshots where you know the arms were like almost invisible near the edges of the screen. Oh so there's it's pretty interesting to read. Yeah, but once they you did, uh, I'll go on. Sorry, I was just saying, once you bring it into PC, it gets so complex, right? Because you have, a, like, depending on the power of your PC, you've got, you know, 240 FPS on one guy and, and 60 FPS on the other one. Or, yeah, field of view, like you said, or, fr- or uh, your, your resolution can be, you know, pretty maxed out as well. So it's going to be pretty tough to, you know, navigate through all of these uh, these different levels. when, yeah, when it's, it's not just easy, as easy as, like, flipping a switch as some people yeah. think. Or just the one standard hardware that we have on Xbox. Just It plays like this and nothing else, you know? Um, but, yeah, sorry, and continue with what you were saying. No, and then just uh, the last thing I have here is uh, they talked about a uh, Halo rank system, the ranking system, and a customization. Right. So uh, they're going to be holding Ooh. seasons, like you said. Yeah, there's the the shot of it. Uh, so you can earn XP for you know completing matches on any MCC title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I took from it was that the the credits that you earn from gaining XP will be available for reach customization mm. that's what i took from it i'm not don't quote me on that i'm not 100 percent sure right right but, I, uh, yeah. yeah what <laughs> no it's cool i i think they were trying to figure out how to change the way that it was all displayed like the whole experience of changing your rank and getting new armor customization upgrades and whatnot kind of displaying that in a different way that that works more with the modern style that we're used to so kind of changing that there without actually changing the content within the game too much. So uh, something we'll continue to see them, uh, you know, update and change as we continue to, you know, try the game. Uh, and hopefully we're going to be trying it very soon with uh, with E3 coming up. Yeah, uh, there's much more to that. So I I definitely recommend going over to Waypoint and reading uh, the post by yeah. Postums. Also, I recommend going to NewCombo.com and, and getting all the, the updates on NewCombo.com as well. Maddie Roms is running it there. You've got the news there. Uh, and all of the news that we're about to talk about here, we've got some tournament results. Let's break down the events. we got SWAT Nation. Yeah, SWAT Nation held their first only uh, snipers tournament, which they called uh, So You Think You Can Snipe. It was the right. 2v2. 
Uh, first place went to IDC, which was Bound and Command Station. Every time this man's winning, Bound is like, Bound's always on top, yeah. <laughs> man's carrying. Uh, second place was Brown Eye Bullies, which was Sucka and Smokey Dig. Right. Third place went to Smiley Face, which was Stress and Sleepology. Stress kind of moving up the uh, the rankings there. Nice to see Stress creeping up and, and starting to compete in these events. Uh, it's going to be some great competition. Yeah, and then, of course, we had DreamHack Dallas yep. this weekend, which I'm sure everyone watched. You were there, by the way, which I forgot to ask about. How, how was it, man? Are you doing okay? Uh, no. Yeah, I had a great time. I'm recovering. Yeah. Uh, after Saturday, my legs were killing me, and then Sunday was a different night. Yeah, apparently different. things got a little wild on Sunday. You are yeah, you know, trying, trying to remember it all? <laughs> party festivities, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or did you but, hang out uh, with, uh, with Action Man? If you're hanging out with Action Man, then it's going to be a good night. It's going to yeah, be a pretty I, wild night. I blabbered on you, to him. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so some, some good conversations were had. We'll, we'll, but yeah, we'll, no, I had a good time. I didn't watch a lot of the uh, the main stage matches. I was running around the pit area and uh-huh. the, the, the other side stage uh, keeping track. And I was tweeting out and updating uh, all the matches that were going on on the side that weren't on stream. Perfect. So I was doing a lot of running around, but uh, I was able to watch Sunday, which was nice. Awesome. And but yeah, uh, so first place with the Tox, yeah. which I predicted, but don't want to toot my own horn there. They are so, now the most dominant team. I think it's it's pretty much irrefutable at this point. The Tox across Halo 3 and Halo 5, they just continue to win. It's it's pretty Yeah, incredible. I think Moses tweeted out, a, he had a like a chart that we oh, yeah. was up to the Ogres or Ogre 2, wow. which is pretty interesting. Yeah. But yeah, first place was Tox, second place went to Falling Esports, which was Ace Frosty, Eco, and Neighbor. Huge play from Falling Esports. The breakout team, I think, of the tournament for sure was like the big highlight was this team right here. Yeah, it was. Uh, I honestly, I thought Reciprocity was going to take second, but uh, after that Infinite series, I I thought they had it for sure. The Infinite series when they they destroyed Infinite, I was like, okay, Reciprocity's back. It's Sunday Wreck, and then yeah, Falling Esports they 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 fell apart for lack of a better word there. Um, but third place, Wreck? Yeah, third place, Reciprocity, Launchbox, Roy, Pistola, Snipe Down. Right. Uh, fourth place went to Denial, which is Straight Six, Shelly, Demon D, and Ares. Right. And uh, I've got the full uh, result, the top 20 results up on Noob Combo. But there's also the FFA, and the winner of that was Empty Ugly Monkey. Awesome. Good stuff to Empty Ugly Monkey. Um, and then... The next big event. So people were saying that might be the last Halo 3 event. I know Rec was tweeting about it. They're like, we got to put our all into this. We don't know if there's going to be more Halo 3, but you don't have to worry about that anymore. We've got a Halo 3 event coming up. Give me the details, Maddie. Yeah, so they just dropped a bomb, uh, what, maybe three hours ago? Yeah. But uh, Face It is announced uh, Ignite, which is their first Halo European Open. It's a uh, Halo 3 4v4 with a $25,000 prize pool and also a Halo 5 2v2 side event with a $5,000 prize pool. Yeah. It's going to be in uh, London at Twickenham Stadium on August 17th through 18th. They're going to be doing hosting their own qualifiers online for North American EU. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tashi can talk on it. I was wondering if NA and EU are going to be like separate or are they going to be playing against each other? Good question. I don't even have that written down, so now, I know now a lot I'm going to try to keep that in mind. Well, I know when Jimbo and even, like, when Mazer and them were uh, doing some of the online qualifiers, people kept complaining about, you know, having to play them, even though it went both. It's vice versa, you know. They could complain about playing NA as well. But right, right. He, maybe he could talk on that. I'm not sure. But Interesting. The, uh, the top team from North America and the top two teams from Europe 
coming out of the online qualifiers will be flown out and invited to the event. Right. Um, including those three teams, it'll be a 32-team open event with uh, four groups of eight teams. And for broadcasting, it'll be on all of FaceIt's channels. That's it's, actually kind of huge. It's pretty big, yeah. Right? So there was a one big quote, if you guys check the Halo Waypoint article, is that this is not an HCS grassroots like program event. This is a partnership with HCS and FaceIt, and I'll ask Tashi about this a little more, but this will be presented on FaceIt's Twitch. If you guys have seen FaceIt's Twitch, that is over 1.5 million followers uh, there, and then they've got like over 200,000 on Twitter. Like These are big platforms, and their, their key focus is Counter-Strike. And if you think of the relationship, like Counter-Strike being an OG community that's like 10-plus years old and, and classic Halo, I feel like that's one of the best channels to put classic Halo on. I feel like Counter-Strike fans will get a kick out of seeing some Halo 3. So really, really exciting place to, to broadcast Halo. That should give us a great viewership kick, I'm hoping. But yeah, if, if people aren't familiar with Faceit, they're one of the leading online gaming uh, platforms that are out there. I think right. I saw that they have over like 8 million monthly users. Uh, like you said, they host million-dollar Faceit major uh, CSGO events. They've done League of Legends, Dota 2. They're, it's and Apex big, uh, recently as well. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that one. But yeah, Apex Legends uh, Tickets, team passes, and spectator tickets will be available in the summer. Yeah. So super exciting, especially if you're a Halo 5 fan as well. Nice to see the Halo 5 2v2. Tony, I, I know you have those tweets somewhere back there. We might show them again with uh, Tashi, but I know that Tashi had made a post originally about the what, he, what we wanted yeah, for events. So thanks to everybody who came on to support. And then Druck went in and said, uh, H5-2's on the side, please. And then Tashi grabbed that, and you could see the other tweet. And he's like, who would be interested in this? We had all these people jump on and say, we'd love to see it. And then lo and behold, here we go today. We've got an H5-2v2, which I think is so exciting. I feel like the abilities in Halo 5 really shine. When you have less players on the map, you can really showcase the full kind of, uh, you know, playground that they have to work with. And they can take bolder decisions. They can make bigger jumps and and just, yeah, grander gestures that you would see normally in like 4v4 when there's, it's all cluttered. So uh, really exciting, really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. And then we, of course, have Halo 3 as well, which is going to always be a great time. So face it, so exciting. We'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. And uh, then we have the events this week. What do we got? Uh, Saturday, June 8th, there's a Halo Wars Fight Club. They're calling it the Super Tournament. I think Fight there's Club. a... Uh, well, they're called Halo Wars Fight Club. Okay. That's the organization putting it on. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. And then there's also, uh, for the Latin American region, Halo Project Brazil is having their Halo 5 2v2 nice. for their championship season. And then Sunday, June 9th, Europa Halo has their first double down. Perfect. So but that's what we got. Yeah, more events from Europa, more events from local or, I guess, smaller Halo communities. I'm sure GT Halo will be coming out with their own events as well. But great to see all of these events and great to see, you know, E3 coming up this weekend. That's that's going to take the cake. That's going to be the big thing yeah. to look forward to. Maddie, I'm sure you'll be all over that. We'll be reconvening next week and talking all about it. I'm, I'm excited to excited for that discussion. I'm sure it'll be a good yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's been it's going to be. Ex well, it was an exciting weekend. Now we got another one coming up. Yeah. More. Yeah. It's going to be so great, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Looking forward to next week. Yeah, me too. All right. Thanks, Maddie, for coming on. Of course, guys, make sure to check out noobcombo.com. All the details we just talked about are present on noobcombo.com. Having trouble saying that word right now, but feel free to check that out. You'll get all the information there on what we just talked about. Let's move on to our trick jump of the week. We've got Clearly Me with a brand new trick jump. How's it going, Clearly? Going good, man. How are you doing? 
Good. I'm just, you know, trying to keep the excitement down. I find that if, if I'm too energized, I start to get tongue-tied. I speak too fast. So I, <laughs> so I got to keep it at bay. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you and me uh, both. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- show off some fancy trick jumps for me, man. What do we got? I, I didn't see the pit one, by the way. Did you see anybody do the pit jump that you showed no, me last week? I did not, no. And you wow. sent me a link to um, to something asking me oh. how to get up somewhere. I'm assuming it's uh, – what was that? What was that? So I sent you a link to Royal 2 getting out of the map. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I, I'm sure everybody in the chat knows about this, but Royal 2 exited, kind of exited the map in an illegal spot in Construct. And the moment I saw it, I sent it over to you. I was like, clearly, show me the jump. <laughs> How did you do this? Well, so, I guarantee uh, you. It would be no, cool if you had that on today, but I, I'm sure you've got something else uh, planned. What do you have? Yeah, I do. Um, it's on Rat's Nest. It's an original jump by me. Um, okay. It is very complex. Um, this is more so of a... Uh, montage promo for the community video that i'm doing okay. as you can see here i throw a spike behind the uh cone and i use a frag to redirect it here um but i'm standing on the light here throw the spike redirect rubble hammer back and what? get up there <laughs> so you're a trapeze artist basically yes. how did you get on the light to begin with um there's a there's one little ghost jump you can do um on the bridge which um, i guess i i could have showed the whole process. Of <laughs> up there. Um, but there, there's a little ghost jump on the bridge and you can get up on top of the bridge and then you can ramp up to the light. It's it's fairly easy to do. Um, but this is this is a, more of a montage promo. I'm doing a big community project where anybody can submit clips to this. Um, kind of a uh, last go at Halo 3 to try to keep the trick jumping community alive because I feel as though the uh, trick jump community really thrived on Halo 3. So I chose Halo 3, um, not because it's my favorite game to trick jump on, but because it is most popular amongst other players. Sure. Um, but anybody can submit clips if they're good enough. And uh, this is one of the clips by me um, that's going to be in the video that has never been seen by anybody. Um, this took many hours to do. <laughs> I can imagine. As you can see. I mean, when I'm jumping off of it. You got to get your protractor out for the uh, right. the angles you have yeah, to toss that like, date on there, dude. Even seeing first person, I couldn't even see the cone flying up at me. Jeez. You know, I was just, I, I could tell in the general direction of where it was going to be. Uh-huh. Um, but it's an art form, man, and uh, I feel like it's underappreciated and try, just trying to bring the community back and inspire others to, to be creative, you know, I, by doing this whole project and having anybody be able to partake. I like the initiative, man. Where do people go to submit those clips? Um, you can send clips to me over at MCC Trick Jumps. Um, people have been submitting stuff through on one Twitter. You already have right? it recorded, or uh, some people have been landing stuff on OG Halo 3 and just telling me to uh, check their file share. So I okay, yeah. their file share and film it for them. I see. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a huge project. Um, I've been working on it for the last two months, and I don't plan on releasing the full video until early next year. Um, I'm, I'm going to be giving plenty of time for PC players to participate as well. There's a lot of old OG trick jumpers from back in the day who are strictly PC at the moment, and I want to give them a fair chance to be able to land stuff for the video. Right. And as a trick jump lover, is that going to translate well over to Halo Reach? Are you are you looking forward to carrying that community over for Reach when that comes out? Yeah, very much yeah. so. And uh, that's uh, Halo Reach is surprisingly jumpable. Um, there's I've heard. a ton of you. Yeah, there's a ton that you can do. And there's a there's a few people on my trick jumping server who are um, working on reach montages as we speak. And Let's I've go. seen some snippets from them and they're stupid, stupid. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when you add, like, the concussion rifle and the jetpack, you've got so many tools to work with, you can get to, like, just ridiculous places. I wonder how it'll factor in when we have 60 FPS, 4K resolution, you've got rid of the motion blur, everything looks smooth and and plays well. Um, I wonder what we're going to see there. It could be pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure. And to anybody listening, um, I did start a Discord server uh, completely dedicated to trick jumping. Um, You can go there, you can ask questions, um, just basically get help from the community. Um, you can post your own content. We have a challenge with uh, an award system in place on there. Um, but we have about 160 members and growing every day. Nice. Um, really fun place and uh, laid back. So I'm going to be posting links um, at the end of my chat here on Twitch and on Mixer. Um, so awesome. you guys can click on that whenever you like and join, if you will. All right, well, you guys know where to go. Make sure to check that out. And uh, clearly, I I trust you're going to be putting that up in the chat. People can make sure to join that community. So thank you so much once again for joining me. Looking forward to seeing what you have next week. we got some reach coming up, man. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you around. I'll see you. That closes our news and our trick jump for the week. And I'm excited to bring on our guest for this evening. We have our lead esports producer at 343. Welcome, Tashi, to the show. Hey, what's up, Alex? Not much. How's it going, man? Doing great, doing great. Yeah, just got back from Dallas, so a little uh, jet lagged, I feel like, or something, but, you know, hanging through it. I can imagine, dude. I, I have one super random question for you that's like, not, before we okay. even get into the interview. Okay, yeah, yeah. do you low-key hate it when people call you Tashi versus Tashi? No. So you don't hate it? Okay. Tashi is obviously the preferred way, Right. but my name has been butchered since I was a kid. So I don't hate on anyone for not pronouncing it. I mean, it's not a common name at all. So um, I'm happy to correct people, but it's fine. It's not a big deal. Oh, just because I'll be honest, for the longest time, my habit was to call you Tashi. Just yeah. that was my immediate reflex. And I felt like you didn't like being called Tashi. And you knew that I was calling you Tashi. So then that <laughs> created this like dissonance where I was like, no, oh, come on. Does he not like me? And then I saw you in person. And you're like a big guy. So it like got that you're like <laughs> intimidating. But I'm not I'm not super good with breaking the ice in like these kind of, you know, esports tournament environment. Like I, I'm new to it all. Uh, so I didn't really know what to say there. And I was like, oh, shoot, like I got to make sure I say his name right. And yeah. <laughs> anyway. You're sweating it too much, yeah. I mean, I knew that you would pronounce it Tashi, but, like, yeah. not a big deal. Oh, you never knew. Hold... See, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, of course I know. Yeah, um, but, I'm... yeah, I would never hold it against somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, for first impressions, guys, it's it's Tashi. Okay, Tashi. It, it sounds sounds way better that way anyway. Um, <laughs> so, like you said, you're a little jet-lagged. I figured you must be swamped right now because we had, we had DreamHack that just wrapped. We have Grassroots Partner announcements. We have Face It in London this August, we have E3 this this weekend. Like, are you okay? Like, are you weathering the storm okay? How's it going, man? It's great, honestly. Obviously, a ton of work that, you know, everyone on the team is putting in for all these events and everything that we've got going on. But uh, it's exciting times. This is one of the most exciting times for me at 343 in my five years here. So, you know, really excited about what we've got in the future and what we're working on together as a team and can't wait to share even more. Hell yeah. Tell me a bit about Dallas, because we just had Dallas uh, how was that for you? Like the the venue, the event overall. How did that go? Uh, it was good. I think uh, Dallas was definitely a success. And talking to DreamHack, you know, they measured it as a success as well. So that's awesome. And big thanks to everyone who watched online and came out and competed. All the pro teams, the amateur teams, FFA players. Um, like this is a huge part of building the future for the program. So thank you to everyone for competed. Um, yeah, there were 
obviously a few little uh, complaints online about a few things. Yep, I heard that. you had to fight a rock band. Uh, there was like a competition <laughs> with a rock band in the background. Well, what was that? That was Saturday, and then there was okay. like an EDM group on Friday. Oh, my so, God. So, unfortunately, yeah, the music was a bit loud. Uh, we did talk to DreamHack on site, uh, obviously. Unfortunately, there wasn't anything that could be done. Um, right. Did DreamHack did work with the players to kind of get the matches scheduled a bit earlier to get out of the way of the music. Okay. Um, but, yeah, definitely something that will be probably the first topic of conversation going forward with DreamHack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was one other thing that was an interesting topic of conversation. It was uh, Royal 2 when he got up into that illegal spot in Construct. And we have the video footage that he posted yeah. on Twitter just recently in the background. <laughs> Hopefully you guys can see the chat. The chat is hilarious, and that's the whole reason why there it is right there. Um, and uh, you had to go over and settle the dispute here. It was kind of tense over there, I heard. Uh, was it? Was it? Was he told that it was legal and, and it wasn't? Tell me about that. So, obviously, moments like this, it's winner's finals, um, game five, intense series. Like, there's going to be heated moment you know right. anytime during that um there definitely was some miscommunication from the admin side to the player side and back and forth i'm um, not going to get into specifics of like dm conversations and whatnot sure. um, but i was certainly shocked when i saw royal 2 go up on there and then i'm sure when the game was ended they were all shocked that it was illegal so yeah. clearly something broke down in communication there uh, which is something we never want to have happen with either the HDS, us, or DreamHack, or any of the players. So I've already told this to a few players, but we're going to be creating a just a consistent rule book for Halo 3 specifically, just so all of the different tournament organizers in the grassroots program who use uh, Halo 3 to run events just have this consistent kind of backbone for all the things that are going to be running there. So uh, it will have a clear indication of the illegal spots. Uh, we'll take some screenshots to show what those are. And honestly, we'll... Like work closely with the community and determine exactly what those are, what's illegal, what's not, um, and kind of take it from there. So just so in the future it's super clear for everyone and anyone, whether you're running a tournament, you're playing in it, uh, you just understand all those those rules clearly. So good learnings for us. Obviously yeah. pulling together all these grassroots events. Um, there are you know gaps in there and holes that slip through, especially running a game that's 12 years old. Um, yeah. You're kind of, and I'm sure the community has seen this too, but you kind of relearn what it's like to operate a game like this, especially back on MCC now, which um, is different than running things on Halo 5. So yep. um, lots of good yeah. learnings. No excuses, obviously, but going to have a rule book going forward for stuff like this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that's that's the perfect kind of response to that. But having all of these rules that were present in the OG, like the classic Halo, and now that we've jumped back into Halo 3, people are wondering, is it still illegal? Can I take advantage of it? They had the ball glitch as well yeah. that Shotzi's team got nicked for. So, yeah, they, there's a couple things that I'm, I'm sure will be cleaned up when you guys have those uh, those structured rules come out. That's perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah and yeah. I think um, what was interesting to me is, like, this was the event where event where stuff like this started popping up. Didn't yeah. see it at South by yeah. Southwest. Didn't see it anywhere else. And obviously people were not scrimming using that because people would have, you know, come to us immediately. So right. I think this will probably continue to happen. There might be things that the community isn't thinking about, and maybe the next event something will come up. And, you know, at a high level, and this is in agreement with all tournament operators, but even if there's something to come up that's not covered in the rules, it's a brand-new glitch, whatever it might be, um, like the job of the tournament organizers to protect competitive integrity first and foremost. Right. And so – you know, this, there's precedence in other games and other tournament organizers do this as well, but um, there might be new rules that are created just in the spots just to protect the competitive integrity going forward. So, um, yeah, I think uh, good learnings for everyone involved, but want to make sure it's all buttoned up for tournament operator partners going forward. 
Absolutely. Makes sense. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to harken back to as well. Yeah. I, I heard that you just came back from the Hex Quarters. Is this true? <laughs> we've got we've got a, a tweet about this as well. Uh, if you guys don't know about this, Optic Hex, he, he runs Optic, massive personality in esports. He's got an amazing podcast called the Eavesdrop Podcast. He interviews some of the biggest personalities in gaming. I highly recommend you guys check it out. Here's an example of just a, a part of the Hex Quarters where they game here, they create content here. Tell me a bit about this experience. This seems so exciting. Uh, did you have a good time over there? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, so Hector tweeted out, I think like two months ago or something, about the uh, former Optic guys now talks coming over there to, to practice and scrim. Oh right. Um, and so I just jumped in on the conversation. Just I had met Hector in the past and whatnot, but figured it'd be a good opportunity to just, um, you know, just catch up, catch up on the latest with uh, what's going on with Halo Esports and learn more about Optic as well. Yeah. Um, so it was awesome. Hector's a great guy. Uh, we went out to lunch. Super chill. Um, yeah, I love Hex Quarters, what he's got built there. Um, I tweeted it, but like the whole thing is so focused on creating content. There's like yeah. PCs with camera setups, lights and microphones everywhere. Uh, there's yeah. like scrim stations set up for whenever the COD team has wow. other teams over. They just like roll out tables, get to playing. Wow. Um, and he's just got a lot of like cool, uh, decor in there as well that really kind of gives it personality yeah. and whatnot, including this giant like graffiti wall. Um, yeah. So really awesome stuff. Um, it's clear. Uh, it's clear indicator of why Hex is someone who's been so successful in yes. esports and creating content and building a business. Um, you know, you speak to people like that and you see the stuff that they're involved in and stuff they work on, and it's just a microcosm of their careers and why they're so successful. So, uh, and for me personally, like anytime I get to talk to uh, people in the industry, community, wherever it might be, uh, it's just good learnings for me trying to understand more and more about people in the esports industry so you know we can take these things forward into what I do and you know hopefully propel Haley Sports even further. Absolutely. I, I think there was somebody in the comments on the tweet as well saying that is it possible that we can get you on the eavesdrop podcast or something? <laughs> like people were excited about maybe some Halo talk with uh with Hex. Uh, and any ideas? I'm sure you're you're be very closed doors on, on any of this stuff. But uh uh yeah maybe one day uh we'll be cool to be on eavesdrop but I think there's some uh, there's some greater Halo stories there to be told by maybe some former players. So um, we'll see what goes on. on but, yeah, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, Eavesdrop is an awesome show, and I love seeing honestly like all of the podcasts and talk radio and stuff. Like I used to actually uh, run a podcast, but to me, talk radio is like evergreen. Like it will always be popular, and I'm excited to see like more and more of this come up in esports because um, I think it just helps everyone involved. Are you talking about HCS Listen-In, by the way? Um, no, that is one of oh, them. But that's one of even them, yeah. when I was part of the community before I was in 343. Okay. And that's actually that's a good uh, transition right there. I wanted to talk <laughs> about that because today you're the lead esports producer at 343, an amazing role to have. But you didn't start there, of course. That started 2014. And with all my guests, I love to go back and kind of figure out how it began. So how did you get into Halo? Tell me a bit about that transition from Halo over into uh, working at 343. Yeah, so... Late 90s, early 2000s, I was a uh, like a Nintendo and PlayStation kid, and okay. I used to play a lot of like Gran Turismo was like my favorite game, so I was into nice. racing games. I used to play Counter Strike, I used to play Unreal, um, awesome. but I was uh, really into like other platforms and stuff like that. And then I just remember going to a friend's house, uh, playing some Xbox. Um, Halo looked awesome, but I hated the Duke controller. Right, um, right. And so I didn't actually get an Xbox at first because of the Duke. Wow. And um, 
slowly over time, friends and friends just kept wearing us down. Like, you gotta get an Xbox, we gotta play some Halo. And so eventually I got one, I think it was 2003 when I got my Xbox, obviously with Halo CE. Uh, blasted through the campaign, and then basically every weekend after that, I was at my friend's place uh, playing uh, Halo CE uh, local co-ops or local uh, multiplayer. So the thing we used to play was uh, it was Prisoner FFA, just four people. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was like totally random. Like I'd never really experienced like the big 16-player lands or anything like that, right. or even like competitive 2v2s. I was just kind of getting into Halo CE that way. Uh, but over time, I just got better and better at the game and really fell in love with competitive multiplayer. Um, and then, of course, Halo 2 came out a year later. I was out right. there for the midnight launch. I still remember like playing uh, through the entire campaign and then jumping into my first multiplayer match, which was it was a free-for-all on Zanzibar. Uh, I think it was like oh. SMG starts. Um, awesome. but, <laughs> but yeah, basically from Halo 2's launch until now, I've been a junkie for esports and competitive games uh in halo 2 it was always my goal to like Im as i was improving i just wanted to play against the best players um and i started hearing rumblings about the ogre twins and mlg and all these different things and so i remember you know in matchmaking getting up high enough rank to actually match against some of these people and they're like oh this is my moment like i'm gonna try my hardest and then of course get like double shotted on let's go <laughs> um yeah, I started to get more and more competitive in Halo 2. Obviously, played ranked. I remember like um, there was an interesting turning point where my friends in high school like stopped playing, and I kept playing though. And so I was just meeting people online. Um, actually, shout out to Nighty Night. I used to play FFAs with Nighty Night back in nice. like, 06, uh, like all the time. And some of those um, some of those intense like tortle walshes we used to do, but. Uh, yeah, just got more and more to competitive Halo. Uh, Halo 2 also started watching, so would watch all the MLG tournaments, the VODs and whatnot, um, and all the, the cool player profiles, the USA show. Just got really entrenched into that scene. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Halo 3 uh, was obviously still really into Halo, and I think that's when I started getting into more um, like creation of stuff. So I used to run some lands uh, in college, went to school upstate New York, um, and then uh, started getting into various online communities, posted on the MLG forums, on NeoGAF, um, started uh, just beginning more and more involved in doing things for the community. So uh, used to stream on Justin TV back in the day. Yep. Um, was like one of the first Halo streamers before pros were even streaming wow. their stuff. Um, and just getting more involved with the conversation, you know, kind of celebrating esports on NeoGAF, trying to broaden the audience. Um, just super involved in the games industry too, and just trying to soak up and learn as much as I can. So, wow. um, yeah, I, I mean, I can keep going throughout the years, but I don't know how much I, people want to. <laughs> <this. laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I like that you were sweaty too. You're hardcore grinding this game. Like you're playing H1 and then H2 rank. You wanted to play with the best players. So you're grinding online, trying to get up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, and that's, you brought up the gaff. Like when mm -hmm. I looked up the information on you getting hired, there's this whole Neo gaff thread on it. It's like congratulating you. And I was like, damn, this guy's like really integrated in the forums and stuff in the community. So tell me a bit about that. Like you were on Neo gaff and then were you ever involved in the Reddit community? I know nowadays, you're more in tune with Reddit for the AMAs and whatnot, but yeah, yeah. you're all over that, right? Yeah, originally it was um, it was the MLG forums I posted a lot on, and then the Bungie forums. Okay. And then uh, I actually posted on the One Up forums a lot. One Up was this old media outlet. They used to do podcasts and like video shows and post news stories and whatnot. And then from there, uh, I got into NeoGas. So this is like 
oh six oh seven I think. Okay. Uh, NeoGaf is kind of a honestly like a a ghost town compared to what it was. They had a big fallout a couple of years ago, but yeah, um, they um, they were basically the number one destination on the internet for conversations about the gaming industry. Um, everyone who's everyone posted there. It was people in the community, but also anyone in the press uh, on a global level. Developers posted there, uh, publishers. Um, basically anyone who's anyone in the industry was there. And so, uh, it actually was like super exclusive. You used to have to have only a paid email address. And then after that, every application was manually accepted. So I applied. It actually took me a whole year just to get in. So like people are famous for lurking. Like this is like a legendary gaming forum at that era. Um, and so like, of course there was a Halo community there. Uh, Halo Gaff was kind of the the name that it was titled. People from Bungie, when Bungie was still running Halo, were posting there. People from 343 started posting when 343 got involved right. in the situation. So uh, just kind of you know made connections with people like Frank O'Connor, who was a big uh, member there. Wow. Um, uh, who else are we talking about? David Ellis was a big poster as a designer now at 343. So this is kind uh, of where you made all the connections. I'm wondering, is there like an equivalent today to that? Because, I mean, you said NeoGAP kind of fell off. Where where do yeah. people kind of, you know, is it Reddit maybe? or Reddit's obviously a big part of it. And I think, I feel like the games industry has moved more and more towards Reddit. And I mean, games mm-hmm. industry from like the professionals. Right. Um, but everyone's posting, not everyone, but most of the community migrated to Reset Era. Um, okay. and so I check up there occasionally. There's still a Halo Gaff community there. Frank O'Connor still posts there a bunch. So nice. <laughs> we still, uh, yeah, we still check in with that, that community a good amount. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I started just making a kind of a name for myself in these, uh, circles of whatnot. And, um, for me, it was always about just trying to understand, um, and learn more from the professionals that were posting there and, uh, just sharing the excitement with all the Halo news. Uh, that was coming out over the years and kind of keeping up to date with all the controversies as well. Same goes for when, um, yeah, there was turmoil in Halo Esports and MLG had dropped Halo and kind of all the news there. Still a lot of discussion on NeoGAF that I was, uh, kind of participating in. And, um, yeah, through that, I just got more and more involved with, uh, being part of the community and doing community efforts rather than just putting my nose down and trying to compete. Um, So I did a bunch of things like I I was streaming. Really, I streamed like for the Halo Gaff community. So they had something to watch. Mm. Uh, I also started a YouTube channel where I just like dipped my toes in a bunch of random content ideas. I used to do like weekly montages for Halo Reach where all the all the footage and all the gameplay was from the week prior. And then it would drop right after that. And I would start over again. And that was actually kind of crazy looking back on it. I tried looking you up on YouTube, and I just found a couple Halo 5 videos. And you're not bad. You're pretty decent. Oh, those are on the newer channel. I had, like, an older channel. Oh, okay, okay. I had, like, a ton more videos. I used to have, like, Halo 3 gameplays against, like, pro players and just, like, it's just upload all these pro players ones, all these pro player gameplays. Actually, this brings up a funny story. I was, like, uh, when StrongSide used to work here, he and I sat together. And so, you know, we used to just get into, like, um, kind of shit-talking matches Okay. Uh, once in a while, and so I pulled up this old video I had on my YouTube channel where I was playing a match against like just some of the former Final Boss players. I think it was like Fear itself, Strong Side, okay. and maybe Elamite. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. It's a hell of a squad right uh, there. Yeah, and so um, we're just watching this gameplay, and I'm just sitting here like, you know, obviously I'm talking to Strong Side, one of the best Halo players ever. So I'm trying to showboat a bit, 
And then there's this moment where I get into a BR fight <laughs> with Strongside when I had half shields and I like crushed him. And oh I was my like, god! Oh, let's go! It was it was awesome. But yeah, That's I think cool. a lot of those gameplays I actually took down. But there's a lot of stuff there. I used to do like um, I used to get early access to stuff. So whenever there was a new map pack that came out, I would uh, get early access and like create a trailer for when the actual stuff came out. Wow! Uh, so I just got more and more involved into the community stuff. Um, there are people I partnered with there on the podcast. Uh, it was Halo Gaff Radio, so that was a lot of fun to do. Um, and then there was a Halo Gaff website that I helped kind of do some editorial for. So I was just like, anything I could do to kind of help out and get my um, get my reps in on various levels of stuff. I never went too deep into like one thing. I was never mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna, just going to do montages. I'm going to do this. It was just like, I just want to kind of experiment and try all these different things. And so. Um, yeah, that was a lot of the content stuff. And then through there, I just got um, just more and more kind of eager to actually get my foot in the industry. Um, up until that point, like really since um, Halo 1, Halo 2, when I was playing back in those days, I knew I wanted to work on Halo. It was always a passion of mine. I, I was going to say, yeah, was this something from early on? Like you had a goal yeah. for yourself. You knew you wanted to work for the company making Halo. I mean, it was Bungie at the time and now 343. Yeah, I mean, yeah. since I was 16, 17, I wow. knew there you go. Halo was what I wanted to do. And yeah. uh, at the time, I was studying computer science, and it okay. kind of didn't work out for me. But still passionate about computer science. I actually want to go back to school one day to learn. But, cool. um, yeah, I just remember um, it was like 2000. 2011, 2012, uh, I just wanted to go to more kind of industry events. Um, I actually was at the time while doing all my stuff involved in community, kind of making ends meet financially by working on swimming pools. So I used to like build and repair swimming pools in New York. And I used to get advances on my paycheck so that I can go to E3 and I can go to all these different events and whatnot. I'm just kind of network and meet and greet and just kind of stay on the grind. Um, And at the same time, I was also a community cartographer for 343, so uh, a lot of what I did was uh, working with Bravo, actually, hand-in-hand on creating and curating maps for playlists in Halo 4. And so I wasn't a good forger, but I was kind of the producer and worked closely with Bravo on making sure we hit our deadlines and got awesome maps into the playlist. um, And then, yeah, at some point, um, I had connections uh, with the community manager, who at the time, Jessica Shea, her name was BS Angel online, and um, uh, she and I just interacted online, hung out at some events and whatnot. Uh, and so I just reached out to her and was just like, hey, I'm really trying to get my foot in the door. Uh, are there any testing positions available? Like, I'm just looking to get started. Uh, and she was like, actually, we have this community position opening on my team that I actually think you would be really good for. Wow. And at the time, I was just like, wow, I never even thought of myself as a community person. I just kind of did all this stuff. But as I reflected on it, I was like, yeah, well, everything I've done in Halo, community cartographer, creating content, streaming, podcasts, website, whatever, it was all for the community. And so mm-hmm. um, I decided to interview. I did a Skype interview from New York with the whole community team there. Um, and then a couple weeks later, I packed up everything and moved to uh, Washington to begin at 343. That's amazing. It must have been a little nerve-wracking doing that Skype interview. <laughs> Yeah, it was. That's the big moment right there. <laughs> yeah, it was. The uh, community team is obviously all good people, easy to have conversations okay. with. But, um, yeah, certainly. It was something I was super passionate about. Obviously, I have a chance to kind of nail my dream job, and I was obviously nervous because it's really important to me. So, right. uh, yeah, that was February. January 2014 was the interview, and then February 2014 is when I started at 343. 
Yeah, there, there is kind of a reoccurring pattern here because I've had Unishek on, I've had Bravo, and now you and you guys have all had, and you're, some of your, you and Unishek are still at 343. It seems like the biggest thing about kind of getting into that role is dipping your toes in a lot of different areas, being very supportive of the community from a lot of different angles, whether it's, you know, I read it on YouTube on, like you said, podcast or montage or just kind of, you know, being a part of the community in, in so many different facets, getting your name out there, building those relationships with important people, and then, and then trying to make that conversation, putting your foot in the door and, and showing that you're eager on a repetitive basis. So it's it's, it's, it's interesting. It's something that you and Unishek, you guys, and even Bravo, I remember he was saying back when he was like 12 or something in class, he would write up like, you know, strats as a coach for, for Halo. Like the, you guys were thinking about this from a young age. This is yeah. a goal that you wanted to accomplish. So I think that's inspiring. And I, I hope anybody else who wants to be a part of 343 is thinking about stuff like this and, and trying to follow in those footsteps. I mean, with Infinite on the Horizon, guys, I, there might be some job opportunities coming up. <laughs> yeah, collaboration is a collaboration is a big part of it, too. I remember... Uh, leading up to Halo 4's launch, just before Bravo and I were even at 343, but uh-huh. um, I had had him on my podcast, and then I actually got invited out to a pre-launch event at New York Comic Con for Halo 4. So I got to play the whole game um, ahead of time campaign and then played a ton of multiplayer, uh, and I just saw this as an awesome opportunity to like get some content made. And so I borrowed a friend's capture card, brought my laptop, and I just captured every single match that I played nice. pre-launch uh, and built a montage out of it. And then I talked to Bravo and was like, hey, would you want to release this on your channel? Let's kind of split the revenue. <laughs> and nice. uh, so we just kind of, that's how Bravo and I really kind of kicked off. And then a few weeks later, like he actually got hired and whatnot. So yeah, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> that's awesome. And and you joined Halo at a very interesting time, too. So it was 2014, and I don't think HCS existed until 2014. Now we have the Halo Championship Series. And, Tony, you can play the trailer up in the background as we chat here. Just, I guess, uh, tell me a bit, and this is, yeah, this is the Season 2 trailer. Tell me a bit about, I guess, how Halo Esports has evolved uh, from the time that you entered the company to now. We'll give a a, a brief kind of run through, and then we'll talk about the events we got coming up. Um, but but a lot's happened, right? You had massive prize pools kicking off Halo 5. Kind of how did this whole HC, HCS thing come into play? Yeah, so with uh, MCC in development and obviously all these amazing uh, titles as part of it and all the ones that had this really rich esports legacy, uh, there was just a desire internally to kind of support the community in this way again and kind of reignite the flame for Halo Esports. Right. Um, and so it was like probably spring 2014 when uh, it started to kind of gain traction internally. And really at the time, it was a side job for everyone involved. Um, there was no esports team. It was basically everyone on the community team mm. um, and had, you know, great support from obviously management to go do stuff like this. And big shout out to Bonnie Ross, who's been a believer in esports really since day one. And um, so we slowly started to kind of figure out, you know, what could this look like? Uh, And so we knew we had to create some league. And at the time, um, we had to make connections with tournament organizers. And uh, we were partnered with ESL at the time. We were partnered with Twitch. uh, And we kicked it off with kind of pre-launch events to really get excitement, drum up excitement for the game, start kind of learning about running esports events and kind of running a a league, really. Uh, And that's out of that, you know, we needed some sort of brand to go with it. So uh, we created the Halo Championship Series and launched it in November 2014. Wow. Uh, it's really crazy to think that it's going to be five years coming to this November. So, yep. um, yeah, it's been, you know, such a such a long journey and one I'm very, you know, pleased to be part of since the beginning. And uh, it has really changed so much since when it first started. Like I mentioned, yep. that was all community side efforts from community team. At the time, I was... 
uh, community coordinator, and so I was doing a lot of support for people who had issues on our forums, whether it's for the game or for the websites, whatever it is. Uh, I was also uh, started running the Halo social media channel and uh, just kind of getting more and more involved with things that I was helping the MCC team yeah. uh, kind of run play tests for the for the game and whatnot. So, and esports was just another thing to kind of get involved in. Um, and so for a lot of people there, like, yeah, it was a small part of what we did, and together we kind of launched this thing. Uh, and as time w went on, um, you know, obviously the program has had its fair shares of ups and downs for those who have been here with us, but uh, really the big pivotal moment was after uh, Worlds 2017, where we kind of looked at each other and said, like, hey, we're clearly not doing this the right way. Here's what it takes to do the right way. Do we as 343 really want to kind of do what it takes to do it the right way? Uh, and there was a resounding yes from everyone inside uh, the studio, and it was now creating our own team, and it was getting proper budgets aligned and making sure we're partnered with the people out there who are, you know, top of the line and want to see Halo Esports succeed as well. And so that's what that's what you saw really from the beginning of 2018 was kind of the shift and how we did things for Halo Esports going forward. And the team has continued to grow, and it will probably continue to grow even more as we, you know, gear up for the launch of Halo Infinite. And obviously can't share anything today about what we've got in the works, but, yeah. you know, it's a really exciting time for us and um, can't wait to kind of share it all with the community. Yeah, so, so much to look forward to. And, of course, that kind of evolved into the HCS grassroots uh, initiatives that you've had recently as well, and we've had yeah. events for that. I mean, we just came off of DreamHack, and now we have yet another event. And this this sounds so exciting. And, by the way, guys, I, I know I've tweeted about this earlier. We are doing a short Q&A after this, so if you have questions, anything I'm missing out on, understand that Tashi's not going to give you details on Halo Infinite. Like, be <laughs> reasonable with the questions. I've got Tony in the chat who will grab questions, and we will ask them for, for uh, Tashi, and he can decide whether or not or how much he wants to reveal let's say um as far as the event this summer though you've got some details out here and this is very exciting this is a partnership with face it for a halo so it's the ignite halo european open event thirty thousand dollars total prize pool halo 3 4 v4 halo 5 2 v2 there's qualifiers give me a bit of a rundown on how this thing's going to work this sounds so great yeah so super excited to finally get the word out on the event uh we've been actually talking to face it since late last year when we announced the program they got excited uh they started drumming up ideas for doing an event they actually nice. tweeted about it and so we just reached out and actually i think they reached out to us and we're like hey we want to do something wow. and so we've just been spending months and months kind of working on this behind the scenes and we knew the uh the european community was begging for an event so uh, we were excited to finally get one in there but yeah this is a open event uh that we're um working together closely with uh and face it um, and so, like you mentioned, it's a 4v4 for Halo 3, um, but it's also got a side tournament for Halo 5, which is really exciting. Um, Face It really wants to kind of harken back to the uh, to the old days, if you will, of competitive Halo 3 in Europe, uh, which nice. had a really thriving scene and saw a lot of amazing teams and players come out of it, and notable personalities and professionals right. in the industry today. And so one of the main contacts that we have at Face It's name is Mike. Um, he was uh, part of the Halo scene back in the day, and really a lot of people that face it are uh, OG Halo fans, which is right. awesome. Um, and so, you know, he was there back in the day, and he wants to kind of bring that atmosphere and vibe back to uh, competitive uh, Halo cool. in Europe today. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Europeans are really good at trash talking, so I'm sure we'll see a lot of that. Um, but one of the things I'm most excited about is just uniting the community with Halo 5 and Halo 3. 
Um, you know, when we made the transition to Halo 3 from Halo 5, uh, a lot of people are obviously excited about competing in MCC and Halo 3, but right. uh, we know that there are people who felt like they were left behind uh, with Halo uh, sure. 5 moving away from that. So hmm. uh, still a lot of people playing Halo 5 today, both the regular game and matchmaking, but also in the competitive scene. And this right. is especially uh, prevalent in the European community. Uh, big shout out to uh, Europa Halo, who actually, I believe, came up with the suggestion to do a Halo 5 side tournament. We knew we there were we always going to do one yeah. uh, side tournament, but um, they had been running so many Halo 5 events, and it's actually more popular for them than Halo 3. Mm-hmm. So this was just a good opportunity to say, hey, like, why don't we have both, you know? Um, let's get everyone kind of united. So hoping that we get the OGs come out and hang out. People yes. love Halo 3. Um, but also let's get the new guys who love to play Halo 5 out there and competing as well and kind of bring the whole community together on the one roof. So that's really what it's all about. Yeah, sounds awesome. And then what do you think of the opportunity presented by, like, partnering with Faceit? Because, I mean, earlier I said, Faceit, this is a Twitch channel with over 1.5 million followers. They're dedicated to CSGO, which is like a legacy esports title in the same way that this classic Halo is. Like, what do you think of that opportunity there as far as viewership and, and people coming in and tuning in for Halo 3? Yeah, it's it's great. And we've been talking to Faceit for a number of years and just trying to figure out what's the best opportunity to work together. Um, and that's no crazy news scoop. Like, People in the industry talk all the time to just try to see what opportunities might come up. Um, yeah. And so now is finally something that uh, we felt like would work out on both ends. And, um, yeah, Face It, our incredible tournament organizer, um, been watching their content for years, Counter-Strike. Uh, was actually at the uh, London Major, uh, which took place after the HCS London uh, last year. So, um, yeah, a really great group of people was, you know, pleasantly surprised to learn that so many of them were actually old school Halo fans. Yeah. Uh, and so that kind of is serendipitous and makes this whole thing so much more uh, compelling and really exciting to not only work with them on, but also just put on a great show for the community. Yeah. Um, and for us, this is something, a uh, relationship, and I, we talked about it in the blog, but uh, it's really a new type of partnership and relationship. Right. This is different from of- HCS Grassroots, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of laid out on the blog, but um, up until this point, there's really been two types of partnerships that we've had with tournament mm-hmm. organizers. One has been official HCS, so those are things that are completely funded by 343. So you think about all the events in 2018, the Halo World Championship, the qualifiers, and HS London, New Orleans, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Grassroots, which is... Um, really an endeavor for us that has been in the works for a long time to support all the community efforts and the tournament organizers who want to run things. And so the structure of those deals is really about um, the tournament organizer doing things and we're there to support and kind of raise things up. And so that's where we'll come in with prize pool, we'll come in with loaning some consoles because we have a bunch. Uh, we'll provide game codes and whatnot just to help offset the costs of running events, which are, you know, super pricey and right. really big investments. Right. And so now this is kind of a new relationship where we're actually kind of going in together and funding things together uh, rather than one or the other. And so what's particularly exciting about this for us is just the different kind of benefits that come with uh, both sides of it and what it might mean for the future. I think for us, you know, this is uh, a time where we want to learn and not only gather feedback from the community, but our tournament organizer partners um, to see what works, what doesn't, how do we maybe change deals for the future and hopefully build, you know, build this as part of an ecosystem that's, you know, all encompassing on a global level and one is that is sustainable for long periods of times and 
Ideally, we have a robust ecosystem all the way down from the grassroots level, all the way up to official HDS events um, that will continue to happen, you know, year round and into the future. So um, this is just an important moment for us. And, you know, we talk about it all the time with the HDS grassroots program, but it's really about laying the foundation for the future. Um, and I know sometimes for the community, it can be hard to kind of see the long term big picture there, but um, it is super important. And if you look at um, really successful ecosystems and thriving ecosystems and other games. Um, they do have really important, uh, really sound foundations for the games that they are running. And obviously everyone does things in different ways for sure. their different goals and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we're really, um, focused on really solidifying the foundation. And, you know, we'll talk a bit more about what that means probably later this year as it pertains to kind of future stuff. But, um, yeah, super important for us. And really, this event was birthed out of the HS Grassroots program and kind of the learnings that we have from that and took it forward. So, you know, something like this would not have happened if we hadn't done the HS Grassroots program. And who knows what other things might come out of it in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that this one's a bit of a love letter to the European Halo fans as well, because it's kind of a, exactly a year later from Gfinity London, and we're right back to London again. We've got North American players coming on EU soil. So, I mean, tell me a bit about that as well, kind of uh, including the European community, because I think it's it's right now it's very difficult as a European player to play online in Halo 3 with the NA players and, and be at that same competitive level. So I guess this kind of incentivizes that more players come, ba come back, so you have a local community for them to compete against. And, and then how do the qualify Qualifiers kind of integrate into that, or I guess what can you say about the qualifiers for now? Yeah, so a um, couple things there. Really, this event is largely for the European community, obviously, since it takes sure. place in London. Uh, you know, you can probably predict that 95% plus of the players will be uh, European from UK, Germany, wherever around there. So this is really okay. kind of for that community. Okay. However, it's open. So if there are teams from North America who want to purchase a pass and go out and compete, like they can totally do that. And in fact, what we're going to be doing is running online qualifiers with Faceit um, to qualify some teams from both North America and Europe to the event. Um, so if you're in Europe, uh, there will be two spots granted. And if you're in North America, there's going to be one spot granted. Um, and that's travel coverage that comes with that as well. So that's super exciting. Um, but, yeah, it's an open event. Uh, there are 32 team passes uh, that are going to be on sale later in the summer, uh, probably in another month or so. Um, yeah, and I hope everyone just kind of comes out. I think um, for the European community, they haven't had an event uh, at that time. It will be about 11 months. So, um, yeah. I know it's yeah. been a long wait. Uh, thank you guys for hanging in there and still playing and still being passionate. And even those who came out in Dallas from Europe, like that's that's amazing to see. Uh, definitely get everyone excited about you know uh, this event and watching online and being there. Um, it really, I don't think, can be understated how important it is to show the support when these events are going on. You know, uh, when we talk to tournament operators and partners about the successes of the events and wanting to do things, um, you know, we look directly at the results and how things and went and how the community uh, kind of liked them or disliked them or participated or didn't participate. Right. Um, you know, when we were at DreamHack Dallas and we see the open bracket and the pit almost completely filled and we have the audience seats like almost completely filled like it clearly shows like hey community is here to support right and it won't continue stuff like this in the future so um obviously talking to dreamhack look at that event success as a success and hopefully continue to do things in the future but it's super important to not take any of these things for granted and really get out there and support if you're able to 
Yeah, and I love that the the whole objective here is kind of building that that foundation, creating a, a like a community, a whole ecosystem here that that is just everybody's kind of included in the loop. And there's a there's more of a connection between developer, the company, and and the fans, and and just making sure that you know we have that ongoing relationship. I think you guys are doing a great job there, and I think you're just getting yeah. started as well. I know I can't believe that some people on Twitter are replying, being like, "Come on, what the heck? Like, where are the NA events? This is ridiculous." Like, there are a couple annoyed mm-hmm. people, and I know that you replied and you said that guys this is not the only event there will be more announced in the future is that the the wavelength here so european fans this is awesome you got a big european tournament it's still open but that doesn't mean that that's the only thing coming up right yeah absolutely and honestly like we need to do a better job of getting information out there sooner um and you know working with all these different tournament organizers going through applications and whatnot sure Uh, it is kind of a new process for us and we're doing things in a new way and so it is a bit kind of slower, if you will, than things have been in the past. But sure. um, just looking at the number of grassroots events and what we've got put on the calendar and have had already, like, you know, we're very proud of where the program is, but totally understand that the perspective and, you know, players just want to understand what's coming next. So the most we can do sure. is just be as transparent as possible. Uh, so just try to alleviate some of those concerns today on Twitter and just let people know, like, hey, relax, there's more stuff on the way. Um, it's only June, <laughs> yeah. so there's more stuff on the way, and you know the European community have been super patient, um, and so finally excited to get them something to rally behind and something they can compete in. Well, that's awesome to see, and uh, of course, I'm sure we'll have some questions in the chat about this as well, and about MCCPC and, and E3 and all of that. Uh, now, before we get to that, you've got a big announcement. This is something that a lot of people have been waiting for here. We've got some new grassroots partners. Tell me about this. Yeah, so... We opened up um, applications, I believe, back in March for content creators to submit again. Uh, we changed the process on how we receive applications. Rather than opening the window for three months, uh, what we've done is kind of focused applications into one month. So if you didn't get in, uh, take the time to grind, expand, try to reach new audiences, and then apply again when you're ready. And so we had hundreds of applications again, and so it has taken us months. And shout out to Alex on the team for putting in the work to really nice. go through each of these applications. Um, and so, you know, we've whittled it down to three people, and uh, we're excited today to announce who those people are and also um, give information about when the next window uh, will be open. So, uh, yeah, the first person just to jump right in is going to be uh, Saiyan. Uh, so Saiyan is obviously a really huge competitor uh, in Halo 5. Obviously, you've seen him on the teams like Envy and uh, Reciprocity, and he's really – you know, taking his content grind to the next level. And, you know, we're excited to see kind of a former pro or really a current pro considered in his caliber of talent. He's still insanely good at <laughs> Halo 5. It's frustrating to watch yeah. sometimes, but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so super excited to bring him as part of the program and kind of, you know, help give him a platform to hopefully grow and continue to succeed in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, next person coming up is Ishii. Uh, So Ishii is a streamer and montager who's been um, part of the community for a long time. Um, And he really focuses on uh, FFA and Team Snipers and whatnot. Um, So incredibly talented, has some awesome montages out there. Definitely go check those out. Um, But, yeah, excited to, you know, bring Ishii into the program and kind of see how he grows and develops over time and collaborates with some of the content creators we already have part of the program. Yeah. Um, and then the awesome. third person is going to be Reclaimer. Uh, so Reclaimer nice. is someone who's been in the community for a long time, even though he's a young gun. 
Um, has awesome content, lots of fun stuff, but also super competitive. Uh, he has competed at events before. Uh, I'm sure he'll continue to do so as well. Um, and just has, you know, a lot of awesome Halo 5 gameplay. So uh, definitely don't miss out on seeing Reclaimer's uh, stuff. Definitely. I mean, these guys have all been nonstop on the grind. They've been doing it for so long. It's really great, especially, like you said, with Saiyan, to be a pro and then to kind of, you know, step away from that and start creating his own content, building his own brand as well. So, so yeah. great to see all that support there. I also had a, another question is if you could oh, wait, tell before me. You, before oh, yeah, you sure. go forward, I yeah. just want to interject. Uh, we do have more news. Okay. Uh, there is a fourth person who will be brought in today. And that is none other than your host of HGS Weekly, ah, Skyway. You know what? <laughs> Part of Welcome me was like, to the program. Are you Thank you so much. I, I literally. <laughs> yo, wait, so when Tony told me about this, I saw it and I was like, there's three there. I thought there was four every time. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, is there a chance? There's no way that you would make it. Dude, thank you so much. Hey, thank man. you, man. You've been uh, right. you've been putting in the work for such a long time now. We've we've taken notice like your content is super unique and you provide just a different level and different perspective on all of the amazing things that happen in esports so whether it's halo 5 or halo 3 and you're you're super professional and buttoned up and just add a lot of positivity to the scene so thank you man for creating all the content and doing acs weekly and whatnot so you know you're you're a rock star so hope to continue to see you kind of elevate your your content i told you this before the show but um i think you are starting to gain some traction i think this is just the beginning for you so welcome to the program twice now you're a part of this show and now is your own content creator. So uh, thank you, man, for everything. Thank you so much. And, and no problem. You, you had me like I'm literally trying not to tear up right now on on camera. Let it <laughs> Honestly, go, man. OK. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's amazing. I, I can't even begin to, to like I don't even know where to start with everything just this past year. And I, I don't know. It, it just, that I've learned so much about myself with this content and, and the fact that I can inspire people to get into Halo and, and that I can create content around pros that the pros appreciate and retweet and they're excited about. Like today, Ace commented saying, I want to break down too. Yeah. And I'm like, I retweeted. I was like, should we get an Ace breakdown in here? <laughs> like, it's just that, that's so amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. There's no greater feeling for me. So I'm, I'm not stopping. I, I am just getting started. Just, just wait, guys. We got so much to be excited about. I'm gonna be there I, throughout the whole thing, man. I want to make Halo Infinite the biggest Halo ever to hit the market. I want this thing to blow up. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So, thank you for the opportunity. I'm so excited to be a part of it, and just excited to have you on the show. Honestly, to even announce these, like I, I didn't know that you're gonna say me. I was just honored that you would come <laughs> on the show to introduce uh, the, the whole program. That's amazing, man. Thank you. Yeah, of course, and. Uh... You know, we're looking at the HGS Grassroots program as a platinum form that we want to continue, you know, for the future. And we don't know um, today what it will look like next year or the year after. And so there's all these new opportunities that come up. And uh, one night I was just like, hey, why don't we announce the next Grassroots content creators on the show? And then you were part of it. So I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we just totally surprised them? So that I hit up Tony and he was just like, this would be amazing. Oh my so God. We just, <laughs> we've been playing this whole thing behind your back. For oh, weeks now. my God, dude. <laughs> It's kind of been like that for a while, too, because, like, the show has been part uh, – thank you for the heart. Tony just sent me That's a heart awesome. in the chat. Uh, the show has been partnered for a while, but you guys communicate with each other, not with me. Like, as far as anything HCS grassroots related, you go and you talk to Tony. So I have to hear through Tony. It's kind of like a, a broken telephone scenario, yeah. and I've always wanted to kind of know what was going on, but it, it's <laughs> nice to nice to feel part of it all. Anyway, uh, thank you so much. And, and of course, what I tried to do was get the other guys into a group chat. So I said, uh, you know, Tashi's joining me today, but I wanted – 
everybody on the show today. I know that you, you'd say that would be a good idea as well. So I messaged Saiyan, I messaged Ishii and Reclaimer. Unfortunately, Ishii right now has a commitment. I think it's a school-related commitment, so he's busy. Saiyan is, is out vacationing in Dallas with the girlfriend. You guys might have seen some pictures on Twitter, so he's busy, unfortunately, as well. I'm going to have to like catch up with those guys at a later date. But we do have Reclaimer coming on right after this, guys. So stick around. We're going to be chatting with Reclaimer. It's going to be a great time. Before we get there, of course, let's get into our Q&A. Let's figure out uh, what everybody in the chat is saying here and uh, – and yeah, start asking some questions. We've got questions for Tashi. We have Tashi, sorry. <laughs> S Fire Ice for Tashi. Um, this show's over. I'm done. Some, sometimes it comes out. It's like, so I, I'm a big fan of Smash Bros. Melee. I used to call it yeah. Melee. Melee for oh, the longest God. time. And I was a caster when I was calling it Melee, and I got roasted. Yeah. Hardcore. Well, and, I get it. Smash, Tash, Smash Brothers, Smash Melee, Brothers. Tomato, Tomato. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, for Tashi, uh, what can we do as spectators to get the rest of the crowd involved during events? Uh, is this live at the show, or are they talking online? Uh, I guess. Oh, I can talk to both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, online, I mean, big thing is just sharing the word, um, or spreading the word, sorry. So tweet out the stream, post it on Facebook. Um, if you think it doesn't matter or you don't have a lot of followers, like that's absolutely not true. Uh, you need to get the word out, um, and you need to get people talking about things. So that's a huge help. Um, and then if you're in person, um, I think it's interesting with this audience size. Um, if it's kind of a smaller crowd, there's not many seats, then everyone kind of feels like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to sit down, or I kind of feel like I'm awkward if I'm cheering or celebrating and whatnot. But that is totally not true. You can help by like breaking the ice and just being the person who's going to be loud and is going to be cheering and is going to be booing against their players they don't like. So just being kind of loud and getting into it and having everyone else around you get into it as well. Um, that's kind of, you know, things that can help uh, at the event and online and really just, especially in person, just uh, creating a fun, positive atmosphere. Really, like, this is entertainment. And so if people are not entertained or they're bored, um, then other people are going to be bored as well if they're kind of tuning in. So, yeah, uh, yeah those are some things you can do. So Tasha says, uh, be that one loud guy in a sea of introverted gamers. Well, basically. get other people to be loud. Too. <laughs> be the one guy. Be that, the one guy is encouraging everybody else to get. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Get excited about Halo yeah. and show your excitement. Shout out to the, it's infectious. It is. It's true. And shout out yeah. to the reciprocity squad because every time yes. those fans come out to an event, they've got the flags, they've got signs, like they are ready yes. to go. So yes. uh, that stuff is awesome. Yeah, every single prediction opportunity on the desk, like Lottie would throw out, so what are your predictions? I'm not going to do her voice, so I'm gonna, I would fail it. <laughs> anyway, um, and then in the chat, it was like 90% wreck. It was just wreck flags and, and emotes yeah. where like people <laughs> all over wreck. And I mean, when you see somebody like Roy and Snipe Down pop off after a nice win, oh, like man. you yeah. can't not love those guys. So, I mean, I, I fully understand. Uh, we've got uh, MMM, so Mao is the, the tag anyway. Any word on the possibility of Halo Esports on PC? Uh, so talked a bit about this when um, the game was announced. Um, but really for us, it's about um, through the flighting program, making sure the game controls and all the things that competitive PC players uh, need are there and ready for them. Uh, so that's kind of step number one. And then once the game is available to the masses, it's really about 
um, looking at opportunities for where we could run tournaments, kind of learn about the platform, see what the community is into and what they like, um, and then also seeing what just happens organically. Like, even if there's nothing, there's going to be people out there who say, like, oh, let's run FFAs, let's, let me run my own tournament, let me do this, let me that, or our HES grassroots partners are now saying, like, maybe Europa Halo says, hey, maybe I want to run a side tournament on uh, Halo Reach, whatever the case is. So um, really for us, it's about uh, learning and experimenting and trying new different things and kind of see what comes out of it. Right, right. Makes sense. So so what you're saying is you're kind of constantly gauging interest and in getting a sense mm -hmm. of what people are playing, what they're excited about, and there could be something evolving from that. Yeah. So you guys are going to have to wait and see, of course. Uh, we've got Pate's Patonic. And they can be uh, part of it, just the kind of don't have to just wait and see. Like, you can be part of the excitement. You can right. get involved. You can watch. You can run your own tournaments if you're a tournament organizer. Like, sure. you don't have to be a bystander in this. And that's what's so amazing about uh, the grassroots program and everything we're trying to do. Like, we want to work closely with the community. So uh, if you are a bystander, then your voice is not being heard and your involvement is not there. So get involved. Yeah, I mean, what I'm hoping is we've got all these massive live streamers who started in OG Halo that they jump on Halo PC and they just they start making their own little events or something with their subscribers, whatever it is. That that could be so amazing. Yeah. Uh, so some opportunity there for sure. Um, so Patonic as well. Yeah. So oh wait, did I just read the wrong? I might have made a mistake here with the reading on the questions, guys, but just know that all your questions will be read out loud. <laughs> anyway, uh, Astashi of more H3 events for NA are on the way, which is another kind of, uh, you know, wait for the announcement. Um, yeah, we'll have announcements soon, but uh, yes, if you're in North America, there will be more events, so keep grinding H3. Okay, perfect. There you go. Man without modem, Astashi of 343i takes interns. Uh, yes, Microsoft has an internship program that's actually r really robust. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm sure there's information online somewhere, and 343industries.com is kind of the new website where we have all of our job postings and whatnot. So if you're interested, like, definitely check out what's available. Awesome. Uh, HQ, at UGC, uh, I know it may be too early, but would a 2v2 <laughs> playlist slash tourney be considered for Reach MCC watching the 2v2 tourney fight? Yeah, so finals with Ogre 2 and Pistola versus the Roy Box Twins, one of the most fun memories I had watching Halo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're certainly open to it. I actually replied to a Moses tweet, uh, Moses FPS, about yeah. this earlier, but... Super interesting to see how many people are kind of coming off the woodworks to say, like, yeah, I'd love to play Reach again. But back yeah. in the day, especially when I was a competitor, like, people were just like, oh, this game is the worst. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just interesting how kind of different audiences, people's tastes change over time. But, uh, yeah, when the game comes out, there's a ton of people playing for it, uh, playing it, and there's interest in running stuff, then uh, we'll certainly look at whatever opportunities make sense. Something I've noticed with a lot of the modern Halo pros is they came from Reach. Reach was kind of their beginnings as far as getting into pro scene, um, and they've loved Halo since Classic, but Reach was that moment that they jumped in. So we're seeing a lot of the modern guys, uh, big Reach fans nowadays. Yeah, and Reach is, um, Reach is one of the most popular Halo games <laughs> like out of the entire franchise. So yeah. I know the competitive community is not too fond of Reach, but uh, Reach even to this day is super popular. 
which is crazy. Like there's actually an OG community of people still playing on the 360 or playing backwards compatible, which is not an ideal way yeah. to play, in my opinion. But playing it on their Xbox One and enjoying it, so <laughs> I'm sure they'll be happy with the 60 FPS, the, the no motion. Oh, I know be, it looks so good. That'll be so. Not, that's actually huge. I think Reach was one of the games that kind of almost like suffered most in the technical category and like could could really benefit from the, the improvements that it's getting. Kind of like how H4 almost looked like an Xbox One game when you guys gave it the upgrade. Yeah, uh, yeah, bunch yeah. of push. Once you push the graphics in Halo Reach really far, um, yeah. frame rate suffered for it in some ways, but now it's exciting to put that on modern equipment and just no compromises. The game looks amazing. Definitely. Uh, we also have Stagnate in the chat at UGC. So, Tashi, how can you describe Halo Infinite in one word? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, incredible. I mean, I'm just going to use <laughs> superlatives for how you know amazing it'll be. So... Uh, yeah, not going to get any uh, info on Halo Infinite from me. And you don't want it from me. Like, how awful would it be if I just, like, dropped a bunch of news on Halo Infinite? Like, you want to be officially get the full kind of experience on the awesome reveal that all the teams are working uh -huh. so hard on for all this stuff. So you don't want it from me. You don't want it from, like, some random post on a forum. Like, just wait for whatever official stuff comes. I know it's hard to wait. I was in your guys' shoes before, but I'm telling you, like, get the official experience whenever it comes. See, you say that, but I'm just thinking of the clickbait title I could put on top of this uh, interview <laughs> after you announce all those details, <laughs> if you ever did. Uh, we'd get so many hits for it. <laughs> anyway. I'm sure I would get sniped right through this. Yeah, literally, they have a beam on you right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. The red uh, dot shows up in my forehead. Oh, my God, dude, that's scary. Uh, Fireboy Jet, at UGC, I've got two questions. All right, all right. Uh, how old do you have to be to spectate or compete at the Face It LAN? Uh, also, can you play on one day only? So say if I only wanted to play the Halo 3, 4, before on Sunday, but that's it? How does that Okay, sure, you can answer that. Yeah, so there's a lot of that is still um, to be announced. Um, and so I think I actually just saw Mike from Faceit comment on Twitter to play. It's 15 and older for Halo 3. Okay. Uh, Halo 5 is rated teen, so it's actually a lower kind of ESRB, and uh, Peggy's the system they use over there, but it's a different rating um, for, the, for that audience. Um, and then I think Spectator is of a certain age. If you're too young, you need to have a guardian with you. So uh, we'll have all that kind of specifics that come out and kind of the FAQ that we don't really post. But look for that stuff in the coming weeks. We have a landing page for the event at halo.gg slash ignite2019. Uh, right now it's got some high-level information, but there's an FAQ that we're going to post at the bottom of that that will have kind of nitty-gritty detail information like that. Perfect. Um, it's Prof says Shyway UGC. A question for Tashi. I'd love to have SWAT Nation into the grassroots program. Uh, how can we work together for that to happen? I'm the founder. We've been doing a lot for the Halo community. Yeah, they, so, have, they have been doing a lot for the Halo community. I can I can vouch for that for sure. Yeah, so SWAT Nation have already applied. I think we've reviewed and kicked off some conversations over email. So. Um, yes, I mean, I would say keep doing what you're doing, SWAT Nation. Uh, like, we're paying attention, we're seeing it, um, and, you know, love to see the growth and kind of all the in inclusive tournaments that you guys are running to, not just the female players, but also now bringing in snipers and stuff, which I think is really cool. So um, keep it up. Hope to see you guys continue to grow, and we'll just keep talking and see uh, what opportunities might come up for the future. Prof, you're on the radar. Just keep at it, okay? <laughs> you'll be in. I'm confident you'll be in there if you guys keep at it. You guys are feeling it. 
Um, last question, HQ, uh, UGC for Tashi. What advice would you give to someone who shares the same passion you did for Halo and wants to get their foot in the door in the gaming industry slash 343 industries? There's the big question right there. Yeah, I think a couple things. It's um, at first just doing some soul searching and trying to understand, like, for yourself, like, what are the things you're interested in? What do you want to do? Like, what are you passionate about? Where does your passion lie? And you might already, like, in my case, like, I was already doing so many things for the community, but... It, I didn't realize it at the time. I was just like, oh, this is just stuff that I like to do. Um, and so really just doing some soul searching, trying to understand, like, what are you passionate about? What do you like to do? Like, when you're doing Halo stuff, like, when are you having the most fun? Um, and then from there, it's just trying to um, get in with as many different avenues and ways that you can really volunteer and help out. Like, being a contributor in the community uh, is huge. And a lot of the stuff that people do uh, is totally free and so you know someone actually asked me at uh, south by southwest like we'd love to get into events like what's a good foot in the door um i said volunteer at events tournament organizers could always look for always look for volunteers to help out right um just caught up with the person again in dallas they're like thanks for the advice i'm here volunteering helping out with the crew like mm -hmm. that's how you get kind of your foot in the door and help out and so it's just looking for opportunities to, to help out and contribute to the community right all sounds like great insight. Hopefully that helps you at HQ. I've seen HQ quite around quite a quite a lot though, I think. So I'm I'm sure he's already been doing some stuff getting his foot in the door. Anyway, all together, amazing conversation. Tashi, thank you so much for joining me on the show. And and we just we've got so many exciting events coming up now. We've got Face, we got E3. There's just so much to look forward to. Are you excited about all this? Yeah, of course. I mean, there hasn't been a single day in my five years here at 343 where I got up and was just like, man, I don't feel like going to work. Like, yeah. I love it. I live and breathe this stuff, and, you know, I can't wait to continue, hopefully, for another five years. And we do have yeah. some more announcements coming up. Some are sooner um, than later, but uh, there's one in particular in my head. This is an eSports announcement. I'm not talking Halo Infinite or E3, but okay. um, there's an eSports announcement coming up um, that I'm really excited about. Let's uh, go. That is, uh, yeah, I think going to excite some people in a new way so do you really feel like it's like now more than ever is kind of the biggest opportunity for i i don't want to be that guy and say like the halo comeback or whatever but don't you feel like now is kind of this is the time for halo where we could really uh like really make things happen really succeed yeah i think and um like looking at the hds grassroots program it's really trying to shore those things up so uh it's ensuring when halo infinite comes out and you know we're we have high expectations for the game um, that all of the content creators are going to be and all the tournament organizers are going to be there to kind of benefit and grow their audiences based on all the hype that will come and is coming for Halo Infinite. I mean, if you look today at some of the biggest Halo YouTubers, like they grinded throughout Halo 5 and even before then and now have channels with hundreds of thousands of subscribers who are, right, look at someone like Hidden Xperia, like he just posted right. clips of all, like, He's like averaging over 100k views on all yeah, videos now. Like he's starting to blow up now as people get more more excited about Halo Infinite. Yep. And by the time the game comes out, like hopefully he and many others, including everyone in the HS Grassroots program, are just like ready to go with their audiences and like are ready to kind of blow up with the game. And so, uh, don't be the person who didn't jump in now and look back and regret uh, right. not jumping in. Like uh, people always. Uh, say when people blow up, like people like Ninja or whoever it might be, they're just like, oh, it came out of nowhere with all the success. Like, that is 100% not no. true. 
like, like seven or they eight have been years. putting in the work for years and years and years and years. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> taken all this time to finally get to a place and really the stars aligning in a bunch of different fronts um, for the excitement to really hit a peak and for these people to kind of explode in popularity. So absolutely. Um, don't, don't be the person in two years or however many years looks back and says like, man, I, I regret it. I should have gotten in earlier. Like, like jump in, go for it, try it out. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. I agree. Now's the best time, guys. Tashi, thank you so much for joining me. If you have any yeah. future announcements you want to come on the show and talk about, feel free, man. Uh, door's always open. I'd love to have you on. Cool. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, enjoy the conversation with Clay. No problem. Hopefully I get to hang out with you sometime soon. Likewise. Well, that's Tashi on the show, of course. It was a great discussion, but we're not done yet, guys. we got a nice, long episode today. We have a new grassroots partner I'm excited to invite on the show. I'd like to invite Reclaimer to chat with us today. Reclaimer, how's it going, buddy? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Can I just start by saying I'm sorry? I didn't realize how long this was going to go go on, and it is, it's like over an hour and 20 minutes since the show started, and you've just been sitting here patiently. Hopefully, you've been enjoying the show, and it's been okay for you. Oh, absolutely, man. It's been totally fine. It's great to sit here and listen to all these people talk about Halo. Yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, and how are you, man? You're, you're part of Grassroots now, so tell me, like, kind of how did that come about? What does that mean for your channel? Yeah, uh, well, I've been, ever since I first heard about the Grassroots program, uh, whenever they announced it at the end of Atlanta last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, but ever since then, I have applied for every wave, and each time I've been thinking, like, man, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to get in, but... If not, no big deal. Just keep working on my videos and practicing my craft and everything. And uh, it just so happens that this time uh, they wanted to bring me in for the next wave. Awesome. And so what I've done is I've and I've gone back in your channel a little bit here and done some digging as well, because you've been creating content for a long time. Uh, you're well known for your talent in the game and your longtime friend of proximity. You guys are just tearing it up online on Halo 5 every time I see you. Um, I was doing some research on your channel and on your Patreon. It says that you've been making videos for over seven years. Is that true? Like, tell me, where did this all begin for you? Yeah, I might not have even updated that recently, uh, but I've been... I've been around and interested in making YouTube videos and content creation for a really long time. Uh, ever right. since back when I was, I, I can remember being in middle school, uh, you know, in 2010, 2011, maybe nice. even earlier than that. How old uh, are you now? You're like 19. I'm, I'm 19. Yeah, I'm 19 yeah. now. So, uh, yeah, back when I was really young, uh, experimenting with, uh, you know, I had seen, you know, things like Machinima Respawn and, and, you know, people starting to make gameplay videos on YouTube. So. Uh, I started as as most do with uh, pointing my laptop webcam at a TV, right? Trying it that way, but uh, yeah, it it evolves from there. And uh, and what were you playing at the time? Did you start with uh, Halo? How did you get into Halo? Yeah, I actually I've been playing Halo since I was really young. Actually, ever since I was uh, five six years old, uh, my oh, uncle, uh, yeah, my uncle uh, was actually really into it uh, and left me his Xbox whenever he went off to college. Okay. And so that's that's when I really got into it, started playing, uh, you know, campaigns on Halo 1 and 2 and stuff like that. And did you ever get into the whole basement lands and everything? I, ever, I ask people about their Halo history. and They're always, you know, jumping into basement lands. They got people they're competing with from the get go. Or was it mostly uh, like a solo grind for you? Yeah, I mean, all of my friends growing up played Halo. So we would always uh, I mean, it was it wasn't anything super sweaty or competitive. It was just sure. like. You know, on, on New Year's Eve, we would all go and do, like, 16-player big team lands on Halo 2 and right. you know, trying to do, like, you know, assault on waterworks and, you know, stuff like that. Awesome. Which was so much fun back in the day. Oh. Um, yeah. 
So you're making content on a regular basis, of course. I look through your channel. What I do with everybody's channel is I go back to the very beginning. It took me a long time to get to the very beginning of your channel, which is only three years, by the way. It's apparently it's not the – oh, we're wearing the same shirt. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, I saw the message come up on screen. Apparently we got the same – yeah, let's go, dude. HCS. Yeah, program. look at that. <laughs> We're, we're such nerds. I can't I can't even deal right now. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm like, there must be a thousand plus videos on this. You're just you were you were like uploading a video a day or something. How often are you posting? And then I went back to the first video and it's some COD gameplay. We'll play it up in the background. And it looks like you're already live streaming. This is uh, around three years ago or so. Uh, so kind of what what state are you in with gaming here? Uh, this is this actually your first YouTube video? Or you've been doing a lot more before that. Uh, I've definitely I've I've been around on YouTube since since long before this. Uh, there was I've always played Halo. I've played Halo since I was really young. But there was a period when I got into Call of Duty and competing competitively in Call of Duty for a little bit. So uh, I still had a lot of passion for Halo. But I uh, a lot of my friends were more into competitive Call of Duty, so I played some with them and eventually ended up making the full time return to Halo. Nice. And so what I wanted to know is, so you get back on the Halo grind, and then at some point along the way, you meet Proximity. And it seems mm -hmm. like everything starts to kind of change from there. Tell me, how did you guys meet? Was it love at first sight? How, how did this all go down? I'm going to play some footage in the background. with a montage of you hanging out with Proximity and some of the other CX guys. Uh, you can put that up in the back. So tell me a bit about this. Yeah, so uh, back in the beginning of Halo 5, uh, right around the time, I think it was, yeah, I think it was just after Halo 5 released, uh, I was trying to get back into competing. Uh, I had just turned 16, I believe, and so I was looking for a team, and me and my duo happened to cross uh, Cole Proximity and, and his team of two at the time. Uh, it was another one of our really good friends, Tyler, uh, and we uh, ran some games together, ended up really liking playing with each other, and for me, YouTube and content wasn't even in the picture at the time. I wasn't right. worried about that. I was trying to compete, um, but Cole had already been around for a little while and, and Tyler as well working on uh, some YouTube stuff. So really uh, I had no plans to continue pursuing it, but they, they got me back into it uh, through us teaming. Nice. So you team together and you see Proximity's content, I guess, and he kind of just encouraged you to start making videos. You guys just start making content together from the get-go. Is that mm -hmm. kind of how it happened? Yeah. So uh, Cole, I believe at the time had, uh, you know, five or 6,000 subscribers uh, and was starting to gain a lot of traction. Okay, so and, he's just starting to, kind of. Mm -hmm, yeah, and so he said, whenever we first started teaming, he told me and and my other teammate was like, hey, we're going to make this video talking about the new team. Uh, do you guys have any list to shout out? And I was like, you know what, put my YouTube in there. It's like, maybe I'll try to start making some YouTube videos again. And that's nice. really where it all started. Yeah, and it seems like this kind of connection that you built, like meeting and creating content with Proximity, has really impacted your channel and then your life as well. I did some digging mm -hmm. on the channel, and I saw this video that says, uh, it's called Let's Let's Talk About Motivation and Happiness. And I grabbed this nice little quote. Tony, let's play the quote, and we'll talk about it after. I am, I am, I am a bigger channel. And so people ask me, like, how did you make it? Or how did you, how did you make these friends or whatever? And, or how did you... How did you propel yourself past that that uh that first that first hurdle which is getting yourself out there and getting to like 100 subscribers? And the 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 answer used to be work hard, um um upload consistently, uh be yourself, be entertaining and while all of those still apply, it's more on making the right friends and making the right connections and being professional 
than it is those other things now. And obviously, it's a combination of many things, and a lot of it's luck. I am very lucky that I was thrust in the situation that I was that I was put into, and it's really you just got you got to wait for your one chance and you got to take it, and that's what I'm trying to do, and I'm still in the middle of it, and. Okay, I couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear it. I guarantee right. you said some good. Like I, I remember the gist. You probably have no idea what you were saying there. Um, but basically, the, the biggest thing that I got across was how important it was for you. Uh, the chat heard it. Okay, cool. Uh, how how important it was for you to make connections and build relationships. It's not just about you know working hard, being talented, putting up that content. It's about making those connections, building relationships with like-minded people in the community. Tell me a bit about that and how that's impacted you. Yeah, man, I, I remember making that video. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what I said in that video, but I remember I was uh, I was driving home that day. And this was probably this was probably exactly two years ago, I think. Uh, and so I had known uh, Cole and the CX guys for, you know, seven or eight or nine months, however long. Right. And I was just I remember I had gone over to or I guess it was <clears throat> I guess it was around the 4th of July because we had gone to somebody's family's house. And I remember thinking how weird it was that these people that I've only known for seven months through Halo, I was in a different state eating, like eating with their family. And I remember thinking about how weird that was yeah. thinking that, you know, just, you know, maybe just a year ago, I was just some kid who was just playing, you know, wasn't worried about making videos or, or, or whatever. And, and was sort of just amazed at just by making uh, the right friends uh, and, and making the right connections, how many people, and other opportunities that it exposed me to. And so I think that was one of those things where I was really just, I was really, uh, I was really sort of appreciative and just sort of in awe of how that all came together. Yeah, would you say that's one of the biggest like motivators for your content and your competitive grind? Like, do you ever get a little competitive with proximity between the two of you? Oh yeah, of course. We we have this thing yeah. where we say, cause it's, it's very popular for people to ask us uh, you know, in comments or the Twitch chat or whatever, or even in person, like, oh, which one's better between the two of you? And so Ooh, yeah. we have this we have this thing that we say is that uh, Cole's the best, but I'm also the best. So. <laughs> all right. All right. So you kind of just shake hands on that one. Um, yeah. I know you guys were doing like 10 cents battles for a while and then Cole started going off and then you had to focus up. And those were actually like pretty intense to watch. Just you guys are both on max sensitivity playing yeah. more than once. Yeah. I don't think I did too well in those, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a, a weird one for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things I love about you guys is how your energy, you kind of play off of each other, and that motivates you, and you guys play better as a result. There's this great clip that I want to show, um, and it was this amazing comeback. And it's on YouTube. It's on Proximity's channel. Reclaimer isn't playing it. He's in the webcam. And I, I recommend you guys look at the webcam and look at Reclaimer's face. It's hilarious. But it was this insane oddball comeback. It's 80 to 149. The enemy team needs one point, and it's a 3v4, and they make a comeback all the way and win the game. We're going to show the last, like, 50 seconds. You can see it here. Should be playing with audio. Stay alive, yo. We got no, he's one shot. No, what? He, dude, he warded it. He warded it. Play it, play it, play it, play it, play it, play it. No, what did you do, teammate? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it. 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 I'm looking at Yo, bro, don't die, don't die. I'm coming to blue. I'm coming to blue. I'm coming to blue. I'm dying. Yo, yo, just go to blue. Go top of blue. Go top of blue. Wait, come back down. No one's here. Oh. Oh. Behind you, bro. I'm behind you. I'm behind you. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God, Jeremy! Let's go, bro. That was the.
<laughs> no fucking way we just did that, dude. Let's go, <laughs> bro. I have never had a more ridiculous comeback ever. That was crazy, bro. Holy shit, let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> There you go. So that that was so great. I love at the end how he just jumps over the guy and then stress immediately fives him. Like they just, I, it was just so insane to watch. Uh, and of course, you're in the webcam there, man. What what is that setup going on? Are you guys like living together? You're playing together on a regular basis? It seems it seems like such a cool way to grind. Uh, yeah. Well, we've always been interested in the whole uh, like the sort of team house aspect of yeah. of esports and content. And so we've always thought that that was a really interesting premise of putting a bunch of people into the same room and right next to each other and, you know, trying to create content off of that. Because we've always figured that we we work well off of each other in videos and, and recording, uh, you know, online. And, uh, you know, we play next to each other at tournaments. So we figured, you know, why not, you know, try to do something like that and try to replicate some of that and see how the energy would be. And, and it, it turned out really well. So we, we ended up doing that for a little bit. I don't live with them full time. I live uh, at home in Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm from. Okay. Uh, but I, for a, for a large part of the year, like I think last year, I spent almost like half the year living at their house. So I'll go and I'll stay with them for a couple months at a time and we'll oh, make wow. out some content. And then, mm. yeah, so I go back and forth. So you'll just drive over and, and stay over for a while and then come back, I guess? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the CX house is about five and a half to six hours uh, from Ooh, where wow. I live. So I, really I make the trip. So I just, yeah, I just pack up all my stuff and make the drive uh, every few weeks. Nice. Awesome. Now, of course, Proximity isn't the only one hitting nice clips. You're hitting some nice clips as well. I grabbed the one on the top of your Twitter page. Let's throw that one up as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Challenge. Holy fuck, what the fuck was that? Man, the shot for the over was was disgusting for sure. I think that's what made the clip. Oh yeah, I was I was even surprised. I mean if, if you look at my face whenever I hit the shot, there's a brief moment where I where I sort of pause and, and my mouth drops open because I was surprised <laughs> I even hit it. Right, right. And then you have to regain composure and say, Oh my god, this could be a kill tech. This could be a, you know, yeah. like, yeah, a lot more out of this situation. So yeah, really Really awesome to watch. I was wondering, do you have your controller on you? Can we take a look? I do, yes. Do you have any kind of special control scheme or way that you play? What are your settings like? Uh, so this is my controller right here. It's just a default Ooh, Xbox controller, nice. but I have the I have the scuff grip on the back of it. So I I play claw, and I also play bumper jumper. So I don't use a scuff or a cinch or anything. I use a regular controller and I claw, and so that's how I that's how I play normally. I've played with control freaks off and on before, but uh, I don't I'm not playing with any of them right now. Have you been playing with Claw forever, like since you started, or did you just pick up that in the most like the recent years? No, I I definitely picked it up. Uh, I I think I picked it up before before I, I tried to start competing in in Call of Duty because I think it was it was more I had always been like a campaign or a BTB kid in Halo, so it was never really important. Uh, but uh, whenever I started competing in COD, I think I think is when I tried to learn. So probably around 2013 or 2014, maybe before that. Okay. And now that you've learned it, you'd say it's like the definitive way to play. Like you're not going to get any paddles or anything. Oh, 100. percent I'm never. Yeah. I'm just convinced that this is absolutely the way to play, and you cannot change my mind about that. 
Fair, fair. What do you think about with things like MCC PC on the horizon? Do you play any PC as well? Like, is that something that you might be trying to switch over to? You're going to go like claw forever, you think? Um, I said we we get this question all the time. You know, whether or not we're going to play MCC on on PC or whether or not we're going to switch over from console mainly. And it's something that I've always said is like I'm totally down to to try MCC on PC, and and, and I look forward to it, and I definitely will. Uh, I think I'm always going to be mainly a console guy, so I think I'm always mainly going to be playing with a controller, uh, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, and I'm curious to see how things kind of evolve when it does land on PC and, and seeing, you know, the whole console, like, uh, controller versus mouse and keyboard battle that's inevitable. We'll see what happens there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which should be pretty interesting. By the way, guys, I know this was kind of a, a surprise showing having you on Reclaimer, so I'm not sure um, if the chat does have any questions. But, guys, feel free to drop some questions, and I will check and, and take a look, and we'll see if we have any anything for Reclaimer, of course. Um, now, you are a partner with Grassroots. Congra congratulations once again, man. So what does that mean as far as, like, goals in the near future for your content? Do you have any, like, new goals over the summer or coming up? Of course, Infinite's on the horizon as well. I know that you were a competitor previously. Is this going to be a big thing for you coming up? Uh, it's definitely – it's it, it's a huge deal, and it and, and means a lot to me to be a, a part of the Grassroots program. Uh, it's been it, – it means a lot, I think, just to sort of have some sort of uh, – I don't know, just to sort of be recognized in that way as somebody who's, uh, as, you know, I've become a content creator. And like I said, it was something that we talked about earlier was something a couple of years ago was just like a random dream, something that I couldn't have even thought about. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, as far as as far as goals, I don't think I have any specific like number goals or anything set out in my mind. But I think my goal right now is to just, uh, you know, keep my nose to the grindstone and keep banging out content uh, going into infinite and hopefully, you know, growing my audience uh, in in improving my content along the way i think is just generally where i'm at right now with your content do you have like a dedicated schedule that you follow like are you streaming at set times every week and upload stuff like that uh i don't have exact i don't have an exact schedule so sometimes i'll go through periods where i will upload uh every single day sometimes it's every other day uh i try to keep it i try to keep it either every day or every other day so at least you know four or five six videos a week uh somewhere around there uh, and then with streaming, I try to stream uh, every day, mostly in the evenings, but I don't really have uh, set times when it comes to that. So, But right. just try, trying to be as consistent as I can. Yeah, which is the hardest thing for me too, man. I, I need That's to figure fun. out a schedule. Is just to like be streaming consistently and always. Do you ever find it's difficult to like stay motivated and energized when you get on those streams? Do you worry about that ever? Or you just kind of play and focus on the game. Oh, 100%. Your, <laughs> your own motivation and is is everything because it's so easy to and i'm sure other other streamers can speak about it but it's so easy to you know you're on top of the world you're grinding you're getting all these uh, you know subs and your viewer counts constantly going up and it's, it's right. super easy to to grind and bang out streams during that period when, when the going's good but uh definitely there there are times when when your motivation's not super high or maybe you want to take a day and that turns into two or three days and you know maybe your motivation's not all there but uh you just got to work to uh that's where the consistency comes in is, you know, working to make sure that you've got a schedule that you adhere to, trying to avoid getting burned out. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think motivation is definitely a big, a big thing that we struggle with. Right. Right. And it, would that be kind of when you look to people like proximity and other content creators, I guess, would help like inspire and give you creative ideas, I assume, to get mm -hmm. back into the grind? Definitely. That's uh, that was, you know, probably the main part of the idea of all of us, especially me and Cole. Uh, we called it CX Boot Camp, but it was where we played out of the same room and, you know, played right next to each other. Yeah. And that was especially a big part of it was how can we 
keep each other accountable when it comes to staying consistent and high quality with our content and how can we, uh, you know, improve each other and, and, you know, try to keep each other on the grind because definitely, uh, I, you know, it, especially speaking for ourselves, uh, it can be hard sometimes. You just want to hang out and watch Family Guy and yeah. you don't really want to do anything. Yeah. So uh, it, it definitely helps to have other people around you um, uh, that keep you motivated and keep you accountable to stay on your grind for sure. I, I think that really was kind of like, if I look back at the HCS Invitational, that was my big highlight is like hanging out with you guys and getting to know that, like just how human everybody is, like no matter the size of your YouTube channel, like whatever it is, it's like everybody's just another regular person. We're all vulnerable. We're all passionate about the same things. We're all trying to make it in Halo, which is Halo's a crazy up and down roller coaster. So we all kind of experience the same problems with motivation and go through our own bouts of our personal depression, all of that stuff. So I, I find that so interesting, enlightening and kind of empowering in a way when you can go to the invitation, like I could just hang out with you guys and shoot the shit. And we're talking about, we happen to be passionate about the same things and we want the same things. I, I just thought that was such an amazing highlight for my event I'm, I'm sure you kind of feel the same oh yeah no it was, it was yeah. great that's always uh, we always say after events uh that that events are are key for your morale as a content creator and especially i can remember i remember specifically you and i having a particularly long conversation about how you have to struggle to like get all of your takes just perfect for your videos and so sometimes yeah. you're like a little bit of a, a perfectionist when it comes to that yeah. but yeah we all we all have our issues we all have our quirks and we all uh, that's why it sort of goes back to the whole making connections and, and making friends is if you put yourself, if you surround yourself with the right people, uh, then, then it can only mean good things for you. So having, uh, you know, a community of people around you and in this case, other content creators, um, definitely. I mean, that's why we say that events are key for morale is because after an event, everybody's after hanging out with all the other content creators and everything, everybody's super fired up and ready to get back on the grind and, and, and start working hard. Yeah, I love it, man. So Infinite is on the way. When it comes out, are you going to be the next like esports professional? Or are you are you aiming high for this? What's what's happening competitive wise for Infinite? Uh, You're still very young, is, man. You're in your prime. Yeah, I'm expecting I, big things here. <laughs> I definitely haven't shut. I, I definitely haven't shut the door entirely on competition. I am only 19, so I think I have yeah. a little bit of time to get that figured Hell out. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm pretty okay when it comes to the game. I feel like I, I have a chance to. <laughs> To, to make a little noise. So I think we'll see once Infinite rolls around. I think my general plan at the moment is to sort of play it by ear because that's the reason why we sort of stopped competing in Halo 5 was, you know, content took over and we wanted to, to you know, put more time into streaming and videos and whatnot. So we'll see once Infinite comes around. But I definitely like to, uh, whatever form that takes. Absolutely. All right. Let's see what the chat has to say as well. We've got uh, Trunks in the chat with a question. Reclaimer, who are some of your personal favorite streamers to watch during your free time? Oh, well, uh, I, I think I, I mainly watch Halo. I don't really venture far out of, nice, I don't really yeah. watch anything else too much. I do watch, uh, uh, so I, I do watch Jeff Trunks. You know, I've heard he's a pretty good streamer. I've heard, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I watch, I watch all my friends, man. I watch, you know, Proximity, Uber Nick, uh, you know, Big Texas Samaritan, all those guys. I catch a little shy away every now and then. Hey, uh, and hopefully and catch then, me on a good day. Oh, yeah. But then, of course, the, all, all the grassroots guys are fantastic, and you know, I like to keep in, I like to keep up to date with all the pros and watching their streams. And so, I've been watching a lot of Lethal and Snipe Down recently. Yeah. Uh, keeping up to date with watching the scrims and the drama and all that stuff. So. Right. Yeah. But I don't really venture too far out of Halo. So you don't play anything else? I think Proximity tried to get you into Smash Bros. Right? They were trying to get you on the Smash grind. Yeah, they're they've 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 been real into Smash for uh, for the past little while. So whenever we've gone to events, uh, it's been like the past two or three events. And whenever I've gone to the house, they're like, "Dude, let's play Smash. We got to get you into Smash." Yeah. So, 
I'm I'm open to it. I, I might give it a shot, but I, I'm I'm pretty Halo focused at the moment. Yeah, understandable. Uh, Skills asks, are you doing anything this month to support the LGBTQIA plus month? I'm pansexual and looking for streamers to support. Uh, do you have? Uh, I <laughs> Thank was, you for the question, Skills. <laughs> I was not planning on it, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'm open-minded, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, hopefully there are more people out there uh, su- supporting. Uh, thank Absolutely. You. Thank you for the interesting question, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, HQ Reclaimer, where did you? Where did the inspiration for your GT come from? Good question. Uh, yeah. So actually, my gamer tag uh, has only been Reclaimer for the past four years, maybe, maybe not even that long, or maybe it has been that long. I'm not really too sure, but I haven't had it, I haven't had this name uh, forever. Actually, I went through a string. I feel like as most people do, I went through a string of different gamer tags when I was young. Okay. Uh, but I, I settled on Reclaimer after I had gone over to Call of Duty. So I was competing in Call of Duty, and I wanted to have sort of like a sort of like a callback to my Halo roots. And so I just picked it in the most obvious way I could, which was I put it in my name. And then eventually, of course, I came back to Halo, and then that stayed my name. And now there's a whole bunch of people that are called Reclaimer. So. Yeah, that's that, that is how I picked it. Was uh, I was playing Call of Duty and I wanted a, a callback to Halo. Yeah, but it, it just works so well for your name. Like your name is literally like in the center of Reclaimer. Right? Yeah, I actually I hadn't put a whole lot of no thought way. into that. See, everybody <laughs> says this. Everybody's like, dude, yeah. that's totally obvious, right? But I actually that I did not take that into account in the slightest whenever wow. I whenever I picked it. Yeah, I just thought it sounded cool. It was just meant to be. All right. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> HQ, once again, at UGC with E3 on the horizon, what are you most looking forward to both in Halo and outside Halo? Oh, yeah, this is a, this is a big one. Uh, I'm obviously super excited for, for Halo news. I want to hear uh, as much as we can about Infinite because I, as I'm sure like everybody else, is super curious and I want to know everything about it and I need it now. Yeah. But I'm also super excited. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Splinter Cell series and the Batman Arkham series, and they're sort of the rumblings some rumblings that we might get some news about new games. There has been rumblings uh, for that. So, so yeah. so yeah, I'm 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 excited to to hear potentially about that. But I think outside of outside of infinite news and and those two things, I think I'm just like looking for some cool video game news, new yeah. stuff to try. Really hoping uh, Microsoft brings the big guns for sure. I mean, with all the Definitely. new studios that they purchased, they have a big opportunity to showcase some new IPs. That would be nice to see. It's been a while since we've had like any significant new IPs on the market, so hopefully they've got something there. Uh, skills once again, uh, Reclaimer. Will you play MCC more to get viewers? And do you want Halo Infinite to be classic Halo or modern Halo? Oh, so that's a that's that's another question that we get all the time. But uh, I definitely I will be I will be. What was the first part of that question? Will I try MCC on PC? Will you play MCC more to get new viewers? So I guess maybe just in general. But of course, when MCC PC comes out, that's good incentive, I assume. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you always want to, if, if when you're a content creator, you always want to you know make content on the things that are hot. So whenever MCC drops, you can expect to see a lot of MCC content from us. Um, but yeah, I think. I, I think my my this is something that we've talked about before, but I think my audience is definitely more Halo Five focused. So it's pretty clear to see that my MCC stuff it maybe isn't as popular as the Halo Five stuff, but that's that's okay. Yeah. That's the way that audiences work. So I think that I think that yes, I think I will have to play MCC more to uh, to gain more of an audience uh, for for MCC content. And so I definitely think that I will be putting much more into MCC, uh, uh, you know, in the in in the future going along. 
And then as far as uh, Halo Infinite, classic or modern style? What do you think there? I, you know, I this is this is a pretty this is a pretty popular argument and question Hell yeah. discussion to have. But uh, yeah. I actually I'm not I'm not super opinionated about it. I don't care that much. I think as long as we've got see, I grew up on classic Halo, so I love classic Halo. I love everything about it. Uh, but I also love Halo Five. I think Halo Five mechanically is a fantastic game, and I, I, I mean, I, we're still here playing it, you know, three and a half years later, however yeah. long it's been. Um, so I actually, I don't care if it's modern or classic. I just hope that we have a good, solid game. Uh, so yeah, that's that's about all I'm hoping for. I like it. Open-minded. Doesn't matter what it is, you're gonna crush people in it, right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man without bottom. Uh, any comments after Muggsy took you down in Smash 64 a few days ago on LAN? What do you have to say? Well. I am not very good at Smash, so <laughs> I would hope that Lalo beats me as bad as he did. Yeah, yeah so I, I do I do play against the guys occasionally, but uh, it doesn't ever really go very well for me. Mm. So, I forgot to even ask. I guess you were at Dallas then. I was, right. yeah. yeah. We, How I was actually that, just got back yesterday. Uh, it was it was crazy. It was uh, you know all pretty much all of the events uh, have have been bangers. There there hasn't been a whole lot to complain about. Okay. Uh, so. So yeah, I had a really good time. Obviously, got to see, uh, got to see the boys again. Got to hang out and see people that I don't get to see very often. Got to watch some, uh, some more awesome Halo Three action. You know, it was a lot of fun to go watch those matches. Uh, it was super entertaining seeing, uh, falling. You know, Frosty and Neighbors team do as well as they did. That was super entertaining to keep up with the whole. Yes, weekend. yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, DreamHack events as well are just super sick because of not only because of the Halo, but because of all the other games and all the other things that are going on in the events. So it's super sick to just hang out there and go. Uh, go see all the other different stuff that's that's around. So yeah, it was a ton of fun, man. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounds like a great place to just explore. Like Halo has like they they're down for a second, they're they're taking a break, whatever. You just you walk around the venue. There's so many other amazing things. Definitely. Um, now this is our last question by HQ. Uh, do you think a competitive scene can exist in MCC slash Infinite with both controllers and keyboard and mouse playing with or against each other? Um, I've always thought that. I've always thought that though, I mean, it was a similar it was a similar argument whenever uh, COD started coming up. I remember before the the you know the pro league season for Call of Duty this year, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not it was going to be played on console or on PC. And I, I I don't think that I don't think that there's any way that you know we can just throw away our console community and just completely immediately switch to keyboard and mouse. I think mm-hmm. that. Uh, if anything, maybe we'll maybe we'll play with controllers on like you know beefy PCs at events. Maybe uh, I'm not too sure. I think eventually they could, if they really wanted to, they could make the transition to mouse and keyboard. But I think uh, for at least the time being, uh, it'll it'll remain on on console or at least with controllers. That's that's what I would think though, if I had to guess. Yeah. No, I I think you're kind of on the right track there too. It would be hard to believe that they would completely kind of like you know yeah. axe out all controller players by making it like an let's say exclusively pc in any way whatsoever i think that the biggest thing they can do is allow the possibility to play together i think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing today is cross play but as far as competitive Definitely. goes that's going to be interesting to navigate 
though thankfully, I don't know if I, thankfully is the right word, but with Halo, it feels like the keyboard and mouse does not have as much of a, an advantage as it would in like your typical like Twitch shooter, like a Call of Duty where you just spray them down right. in half a second. So, I mean, that remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But it, it does feel like there might be, uh, you know, it might be a little different this time around with mm -hmm. controller. Uh, and they might still stand a chance for a while. We'll see how that goes. Um, but that is our last question. Reclaimer, thank you so much for joining me today. And congratulations once again on joining Grassroots. Yeah, man, thank you. Appreciate you yeah, having me. Yeah, I mean, now that we're both part of it, proximity's part of it, we really, really have to make some some content, man. I, oh, I gotta, of course. <laughs> I, I spoke to Stress recently as well, and I was like, man, I got to break down one of your games. He sent me, like, the proximity comeback. I I just got to figure out how to, like, effectively break down all of you guys. And I know you sent me something in the past as well. It's just mm -hmm. I've got all this stuff I'm working on. But I, I would love to highlight your guys' gameplay because, of course, you're still amazing at Halo 5. And you're still grinding it. So, um, man, thank you once again for joining me. Hopefully uh, we'll play together soon. I'll see you on the grind. Absolutely. I'll see you, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right, guys, that closes our show, our interviews for today. We had two interviews. It was a long show overall. So, guys, thank you so much for sticking with me through all of this, for sticking with us through all of this. I think we peaked at 150 viewers plus this episode, which is almost, like, unprecedented. I think it's one of our best shows in viewership. So, guys, you, you guys are amazing. The support is amazing. Once again, guys, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for tuning in for the codes. Hopefully everybody's happy this time. We will be giving away more grassroots skins every single week. So just come back. There will be more opportunities to win skins we also have merch as well make sure to check out the merch anything that you purchase here not only supports the show it supports me as well and as usual i would highly appreciate that let's close the show now guys thank you so much for joining us we will be back next week with more halo news and updates